Everybody, it's Lucas. Sorry to throw this in the front of the episode, make you wait a little bit to get to the action. Just want to do a quick little update for you all. Since I know our release schedule has been super weird this entire like year so far, basically, I was actually hoping to have all the episodes wrapped up and you know be caught up by the end of July, but it doesn't look like we're gonna quite get there just because I've been super busy. Emma's been super busy, hasn't worked out great. Um, but the good news is we should still be on track to you know get get everything back on schedule. So be on the lookout for the season finale in the next couple weeks probably around mid-August, and then the season premiere towards the end of August. Unfortunately, this does mean we're going to have to push back the DCOM Choice Awards. We will do that at some point, but it'll just be held off until a little bit later in the year when we have the time for it. So keep an eye on our Twitter page, uh, at DComedy Podcast, so you know when that's coming out. Well, we'll announce on the show too, probably, but the polls will go up there for you to vote and whatnot, but yeah, that just won't be happening regularly this year. Also, we will be sure to reward your patience with us. I was always planning to, at some point, once we got back on schedule, do a bonus episode to reward you for sticking with us while we worked out all our issues. Um, I have a long list of bonus episodes that we should do, but... I have, you know, we haven't been doing decom news on the show lately because our record schedule has been so all over the place. Um, so it hasn't really been worthwhile because a lot of the stuff we would say would be outdated so quickly. But there is one thing that's happened that none of you will let me live my life without mentioning, which is that Zombies 3 has come out. However, it was not released as a Disney Channel original movie. They released it on Disney Plus, meaning technically we don't have to cover it. And I was very excited about that, but you all won't shut up about it, and Emma really wants to do it, so I guess we'll do a Zombies 3 episode relatively soon, probably before the end of the year, maybe in October, so we can have two spooky-esque episodes. I don't know, but that'll happen. Please stop tweeting and emailing me. We'll do it, I, I guess. Why do you need to do this to me? I was so ready to be done with zombies, and now you're pulling me back at whatever. Anyway, long story short, thank you for everything. It's been a hectic ride this season, but I'm very excited to be back on schedule at the end of August. But for now, I will leave you with this episode, and you can dream of the future ones to come. See you later. And by later, I mean in like a second. Well, that's a past version of me. You know what I mean. Bye. We'll be right back to the show on Disney Channel. Hello, everybody. Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to talk to you about the Disney Channel classic, Let It Shine, a film that I only knew from people saying, yeah, I remember that movie. It was pretty good. Not Definitely outside of my time of watching yes, Disney Channel. It was, it was outside of my time, and it, but it did well. I was looking it did, at the, like, it said yeah. the ratings were like very high. It was, and, it was like, it ranked well amongst DCOMs. I think all musical ones ranked pretty high. Like we get jazzed for the because the, that's the, a good point. The Have way we they into promote, a bad musical yet? The way they, they promote mm, zombies. Okay, amazing. 
the best when they're done. But like, I think it's like the cross promotion of being able to like play the music videos to like promote the movie. Yeah. Like, like they said the ratings for this were like crazy high, and I mm-hmm. see why it's good. But I feel like the musical ones always top the ratings. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, because you're right. The music videos are a good way to like build hype, kind of a thing. And there was cuts in this that I could see, and I was like, that's from the, they're putting that on <laughs> yeah. the Disney Channel for the commercial. Although I, I would, I thought the performances in this were kind of weird. Like there were no real standout bangers no. to me. They've, uh, all the music was good, but I couldn't good, sing you one was, of these songs. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't any that really. I'm stuck not with not going to try, audience. Don't worry. Oh. I have written down some of the lyrics. No, I'm I'm going to say just we legally can't <laughs> because a significant portion of it is black gospel inspired, and that's a little out of our wheelhouse. Listen, I'm going to rap for you all later. <laughs> and that's the other half of now. it. But yeah, no, I was surprised by that because I did say when I you picked this movie, I said I really don't want to do anything about religion and you said no don't worry it's a musical guess what that didn't happen it's a huge plot line that did not happen i did not know this was about religion until i booted it up on the old disney plus it's really about it's real well i wouldn't say it's about religion but there's a strong religious element and plot line and they say god and jesus and they do they do and they are in a baptist church but that's why it was it's not even like like the hidden like it was in a few of the other ones where it's like a hidden through line like we are talking about jesus no it's a significant part and i and i we're calling girls sluts, That's which is also a significant part of all churches. They did not use that word. Um, well, the, okay. <laughs> we'll get there. But no, that's what I was saying is I, I had heard this movie was very good. It was finally remembered, even though it was outside of my time. So I was really interested in it. And so I was so surprised that it had such a strong religious element and people were still positive on it. Because normally when there is a strong religious element, it equals one big eye roll from the DCOM audience, us, ourselves included. Well, my first note was like, this is all Luke lied. There was not to be religion in this. <laughs> I never said there wasn't. I didn't know. <laughs> And then they started with this first song, and I was like, mm, JK, this kind of slaps. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah, the opening is so good. I wrote that the opening song kind of feels like a finale number. But I felt like that about many songs, because the choreography, there's so many, like, big choreography numbers, mm-hmm. like, where there's, like, 20 dancers. Even when the song does it not no, call no, for it. No, no, like, no, like, I was like, oh, this almost feels like the we're all in this together. Like, there's so many songs where there's, like, 25 dancers on stage. The core of some of the songs is just two people rapping at each other, and they're like, you know what this needs? It's 17 people dancing in the okay, background. Also, yes. And also, the, that was like another note. I have this later, but I'll say it now. This movie felt expensive. It like, did. It, there were so many people on the stage at all times. And then so many extras. I was like, mm-hmm. those extras are expensive. There were yes. so, so many bodies, whether it was in the church, uh, at the rap club. Like, there are many, many people in every scene, which is not cheap. No, folks. no, no. It's also pretty long. It's like an hour so 40. So fucking long. Yeah, you kind of start to Way feel it Way too point. fucking long. Um, the other thing that I didn't expect because I only found out about it while I was looking up the the decom list and like happened to click through it is how like deep the Cyrano de Bergerac yes, like, theme yes, is. Yes, it's really it's really deep. Like her name in Cyrano is Roxanne. Roxanne, and he's Cyrus instead yes. of Cyrus. Cyrus is the barge. Cyrus de barge yeah, instead of de, yeah. de Bergerac. And then instead of Christian, it's Chris. Yes. Like it's literally like we're doing the ten things I hate about you version of this. Except they make some big changes, obviously, because at the end Cyrano dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also and they were like, doing that. But also, and if Christian. you guys didn't see, I just thought this was so interesting um, because I want to say this at the top. Like, as spoilers a, for Cyrano de Bergerac, by the way. <laughs> well, they, okay, so they just made it a, a Cyrano. Yeah, right, with Peter Dinklage. With Peter Dinklage, and I saw it because it was by one of my favorite directors. Cyrano is not a musical. No, it is not originally a musical. For people who don't know that, the Joe Wright adaptation that just came out in the year of our Lord 2022. Mm-hmm. Is a musical. It's also the, a musical. It's also a musical. You the, could say this movie tra- plays that. That's trail. what I'm saying. <laughs> so it was 
so funny to watch this, which came out first, kind of do very similar things. Like, there's a scene where he's at the rap club and he's, like, bussing tables. And it, it almost looks very similar to this scene in Cyrano 2022 <laughs> where, like, Peter Dinklage is, like, sharpening his weapon. He's, like, in the army. And, like, yeah. instead of a busboy, he's, like, an army captain. And he's singing and walking. And I was like, it's almost <laughs> shot for shot. Like, it looks very similar. Did show right rip off Let It Shine? I see no evidence against. Anyway, this opening number, for the first time I asked the question, and then I got smart and stopped asking this question. Why are they all in pastel? Is it Easter? It wasn't Easter. They wear pastels this entire movie. No, it's, and summer, it's, like a, it's summer vacation. It's summer. But they're in pale pink and pale yellow and I, baby blue the entire I movie. even noticed the pastel message. Like, 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 like at the, the very theme. end, Chris is in a crazy... Like, is it Easter? No, like, I, they're, they're in Easter colors. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I noticed that too, and it's like, I, I have... Listen, I've never been to a Baptist church. I don't know if there's a certain color... Well, there's 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 a dress up factor, which I got. They're in ties sure. and they're in really gorgeous. The mother's always in gorgeous dresses. There is a dress up factor, so you're trying to show out at church. So they're gonna wear beautiful dresses, colorful dresses. Women wear hats, men wear suits. You don't have to be in pastels. Well, yeah, I, well, it's just the band that's really in the pastels. No, right? they're every they're, they're always okay. In the pastels. Well, I noticed the band, so maybe that's well, just people what the band on the stage, going. the dancers yes. and the kid. But and I thought it was Easter. It's not. It's not. It's not. I needed so much more of the mom, though. I really so liked her. much I really liked more of that mom. Yeah. She was number one, gorgeous. <laughs> number two, the best character in the movie. Number three, completely underutilized. Yeah, 100% underutilized. She's actually from the sitcom, the very popular sitcom, A Different World, if anyone's oh, ever yeah. watched Oh, yeah. By that. the way, pretty solid cast um, in this movie. You're kidding me? <laughs> First of all, the main kid is Chris from Everybody Hates Chris. Yes, and um, Abbott Elementary. Yes, he's amazing. Also, Not ugly enough to be the same character. Literally, even I, I was I, like, they, they they don't like really hit the ugly thing on the head, which is the whole thing of Sarah and the Bergerac. They lazily do it where he's like, oh, put on some acne cream, doesn't have a pimple. Yeah, it's like, like, that man's face is as smooth as a baby's ass. What they do, which I, like, gotta say, the friend is gorgeous. Like, the, the he has a beautiful face for a, a catalog. Like, the friend, so they so they are, like, yes, the friend is hotter, ostensibly. Sure. Which is what they're doing. He's not, like, busted. You're no. not like, oh, like, well, she'd never do, consider they him. Do, they do a decent job of being more of a confidence thing, which is also kind of what it is in Serena de Bergerac, is that, yeah. like, he sees himself as more they ugly than he They should have just done it is. then, that, though, and not have Chris be like, maybe fix yeah, literally, your fucking face. Literally, hey, man, you know. You look like shit. Oh, get out of that Nintendo t-shirt that you wear, like, 17 he times. Wears- <laughs> How many versions of a t-shirt with a cassette tape does that number? <laughs> well, that's not a cassette. I'm going to say something but, really offensive. Oh, boy. I want the costume designer from this movie to be taken out back and literally hit over the head with a tube. Emma, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I almost texted you while watching this movie, but I wanted it to happen naturally. But I was like, Emma, I assume we're having a fashion corner. Because what the fuck there's was going so on? There's so much to talk about with her outfits, the only his outfits. people in this movie who are dressed well are his parents. Yes. The mother is always looking fabulous. The mm-hmm. father's in a nice press suit. Everyone else looks like a goddamn mess. I have a drinking game for you. <laughs> By the way, guys, legally, I cannot tell you to play this game because you will die. Every time. <laughs> I feel like that's a running theme for your drinking games. Every time you see a character wearing a fedora, take a drink. (laughs) You'll be dead by halfway through. This was was 2012 though. There was the time for a strong fedora. No, it wasn't. No, it it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That was maybe 2009. (laughs) The time had passed. I I gave this movie some some leverage because I was like, okay, I think what they're trying to do with Roxanne is that she is, you know, really talented but she's not being true to herself because she's doing like what her label wants her to do. Kind of that like, you know, Cheetah Girls, Jackal Jackson, like they're not listening to her. She's 
also apparently slutting it up in her music videos. She's not, though. <laughs> she's she's not. just dressed insanely. Well, no, we never... The thing is, they can't show us the music video legally. What they are trying to do badly is do give her, like, a Nicki Minaj Barbie kind of thing with the pink yes, wigs. Yes, definitely and, like, a Nicki like Minaj vibe. It's like a mix between... It's 2012, guys. So yes. what they're trying to hit is, like, a Nicki Minaj meets Lady Gaga, like, crazy at big high shoes. Especially, yeah, at the end especially. Yeah, at the end especially. But, like, big high shoes, these crazy but, colored hair. So many fedoras, it would make your mind explode. But that's what I'm saying is they do a poor job because they take that element of like she, the, her labels pushing for this like with her not using her real voice and having her dress like this but then also makes in the fact that like hey girl you're wearing some skimpy clothes in your music videos and she's like whatever like that's never really posed as a thing that the label is pushing it just seems like a thing she did at one point and so those kind of those nobody messages, wants women to succeed anymore. those messages get mixed for me is what I I'm saying I think they were trying to say that that gaudy clothing was like the slutty clothing but they can't actually show slutty clothing on Disney oh Channel. I assume that's why we so never saw it just in an insane fucking like massive dress some of the craziest statement necklaces you'll ever see but okay here's what I'm get back to my original well, point but, but just, I thought they were just the fedoras were just her thing and they oh were like no. make everyone is in a, fedoras Emma, you, you fool you naive Chris fool. is in a fedora you naive honestly fool. the pastor's in a fedora like everyone <laughs> at some point has to don a fedora sometimes it's just very quickly you have to pause and go scene by frame by frame but the other thing about her by the way and the skimpiness of like the what I basically slut shaming which again we'll really get into it and something that did upset me is they never establish a good solid age for these kids how old the fuck are these kids because if she's under 18 that's deeply upsetting to me well, that they're like, I know you weren't alive earlier the, the music like, industry like, I know there used to be like a website counting down to when the Olsen twins turned 18 the 2000s were a nightmare yeah, I know and then the music industry has a lot of shit like that of like especially it did like yes, back in the yes, day yes like, 100% I know, but it just, like, for Disney Channel, I'm saying, to go there. I think that's why they don't establish a solid age. But he's driving a Vespa. I would assume they're at least, like, 18. I think no. they have to be. I th- well, I think you need to be 18 to get a motorcycle license, which I think is what you need for a Vespa. Although, like, some states were, have a class two they motorcycle were like license. 16. This is Georgia. Let me look up the state of Georgia. <laughs> this is also shot in Georgia. They shot I, it on location. Well, it's, you know, everything's shot in Georgia. It's super strategic. Not in Disney Channel. Everything's shot in Utah or Canada, historically here. Well, all of Spider Man. I know, shot in now. Georgia. Like, the super. I'm saying, are you. Yes, I'm There's this amazing is a production- tax breaks if you shoot in I Georgia. I agree with you. I'm just saying this is the first time we've had that, I think. Back to the actual movie. Movie. We need to get going with what happens here because yeah. this movie is fucking four hours long, much like the actual <laughs> 2020. Well, we've also, to, to the movie's credit, we've been doing some short ones. So this one just felt a little bit longer than the shorter ones. This is when I had the absolute, like, mind explosion. So we're at the church. We see him perform a number, his choir form number. We, the main character, yeah, the Cyrus, opening. is mm-hmm. the choir director. At this Baptist church where his dad is the reverend. And I screamed out loud, his dad is Courtney B. Vance, who is like... A very legitimate actor. <laughs> like, this is Angela Bassett's husband. Oh, really? He plays really? Johnny Cochran. And I think he's won an Emmy for playing Johnny Cochran in The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Oh, we have Simpson. an Emmy winner? I think he has a Golden Globe and a Tony. Hang this on, man is very, very famous. And, like, not just famous, like, oh, he's a celebrity who was on a sitcom. Like, famous, like, he's a classically trained Yale drama person. And I think he brings that gravitas to this role. I mean, for as much... I, I, that is true, but I think they just really gave him the note of just, like, you're angry all the time and that's your one stage no, direction. No, you're angry but with a lot of fucking flair. <laughs> yeah. He's, beats, a, he's got a lot of flair. You're right. he's dropping on that pastor state podium are sometimes better than what I'm seeing in the rap club. Oh, he's having a lot of fun with it, for sure. Also, are you going to insist on calling it the rap club every I, single yes. time? Yes. He's won two primetime Emmys. Yes. 
And I think he's won Tony's or has been nominated for Drama Desk. But okay, so yeah, the opening scene while that's loading is at this church. Cyrus is leading the choir in this big dance number. But at a certain point, it's well, at first it's first it's just singing like traditional gospel singing. But then it takes a what the movie thinks is hip hop, but is almost just more pop at this point. They go real hip hop later. But then it takes a turn into that. But then there's a rap breakdown in the middle of it, which really lost me because I was enjoying the song up until the rap. No, just the two primetime Emmys. Well, nominated for a Golden Globe. Yep. See? Yeah, he, dang, he's got a long, his awards page is long. But basically, his dad is kind of pissed at his son. But he actually says the devil's music. Yes. Because um, they go home and he just starts shouting at the Cyrus. Does being, he say that in the church though when he's pre- Do we see him preaching in this first No, scene? I don't think we start with the pimp preaching yet. We, is, it, is it back home? It's he's back like, that home. was the devil's music. Literally. Like, like, a, like, a, like a pearl clutcher from the 1950s watching Elvis for this, the first time. This man is giving a lot of Footloose-esque performances where it's like instead of dancing being evil, it's any form of hip-hop or rap music. Correct. Yes, which like I don't <laughs> I don't think he really understands what hip-hop or rap is. No, and he doesn't take the time to learn. No. He really doesn't. I mean, I guess he kind of does at the end, but whatever. Um, but he oh, yeah. Some would say he's an aficionado by the end. Some would say he's front row in the rap club. He's, oh, don't get me started on how quick his turnaround is. <laughs> he just yells at him, don't ever do that to any of the Lord's music Yeah, don't again. change up the Lord's. Don't. He's, he's a hit maker. And we Cyrus already... was just like, I was trying to make it fun. Everyone really liked it. And he goes, never again in my church. And he's also right. The crowd was in the palm of their hands. They were. I mean, the, the performers were having fun. The audience was loving it. No one thought this was an issue except for him. Um, but he's just like, yes, sir, whatever. You can tell they have a fraught relationship. He goes up to his room and... His friend calls him and he's like, I'm going to bring the hot beats to the club. And I said, the club, no, no, no. how old are they? Yes, yeah, Cyrus is bringing the hot beats yeah. in his Nintendo t-shirt, which yeah. he wears multiple times. And he also, like, we see him fiddling around with, like, his piano. He's got, like, a little mini music set up. Studio. Like, studio. Like a, and he does a little, like, rap to himself kind of a thing. To and show us that he's a good rapper. I guess. I also don't think this movie understands the difference between being a rapper and being a songwriter. Which no, they, they don't understand. Which they, you, you can be both, to be fair, but they treat it like contest, it's the same thing. This contest where they're like, write a song, blah, 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 and you'll win. They then admit later on, they're like, oh, yeah, like Cyrus, like he mixed all the beats. I'm like, so he made the song. Yes. You're telling him, like, like yes, if it's you rapping on the track and it's your rap, that's one thing. But he sold all the production value of that track, which was like very, very good. And yes. you're telling the contest people that he is your DJ, a.k.a. your sound mixer, engineer, like... There's so You're much, a duo. You're a there's duo. So, yeah, there's so much more that goes into making a song than just ra- the rap lyrics. Yeah, they really try and just conflate so much of how what goes into the music. But yeah, his buddy's like, yeah, make sure you bring the beats to the club. And Cyrus is like, oh yeah, no problem. I'm not going to have to sneak out. And then we cut to him sneaking out of his house. And he rides off on a gorgeous and expensive on his, on his little, Vespa. His little Vespa. But he says specifically, bring the beats to the club. And I said, what club is this child going to? That... Is it Club Under 21 from Starstruck? And it looks basically the same. Uh, well, it's so... Until it's... you get inside and there's a million pool there's a, tables. There's a million pool tables. There's a massive stage. It's called Club. So many lights. It hurt my eyes. I it's, had to like It's called Club Off the Street, which I think is meant to kick kids off the street. They, they pay lip service to that and I feel like that was them that justifying a nightclub in Disney Channel. For teenagers. Channel, for teenagers being like, yeah, we're keeping kids off the street. And I was like, how? And they, they were like, shut up. Yeah, they say it twice where the guy goes, Levi, who goes, oh, we're doing this to keep kids off the street. And I was like, how? <laughs> and then, and then Courtney B. Vance, the dad's like, and I know that club says they keep kids off the street. I'm like, dude, do they? Do they? Like, what do they do? 
doing? But he shows up and we meet his friend Chris, who's the one who called him, and he's uh talking Very up hot. some talking up some ladies at the club. And so this He's be- also like a legitimate Broadway performer. Well, so this is what's interesting, is they don't He's an amazing fucking dancer. This yeah, kid, that's- I will say this about these three kids. I don't know if everybody hates Chris Kid is doing his own rapping. I'm not sure if he's rapping or singing. I don't know. Um, I didn't do the research there. I think the girl is really singing because yes. she has like a record deal at Def think, Jam now. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, she, I, I Wikipedia. I never got the vibe that she was hired just to act. Like I think everybody hates Chris was hired just because he was a good actor, actor and but, a name. But she makes some wild facial expressions when she's performing. Um, but this kid is an amazing fucking dancer. Like all three of these leads, I thought were very talented. Like yes. I, like this kid's dancing, I was like insane obsessed over. I wish, and I think this is a failing of the movie. Is I don't think it does enough with them to kind of develop them and like show them off as like a um I don't want to use the term love triangle but it's basically a love triangle of like how they interact kind of stuff because I kind of feel like co- there should have been a musical number with all three of them yeah rotating I, and I, like that like there should have been something where like he's performing and soon as, they could have done something cooler with that three of that's them. a well that's what I'm saying so, so like Coco Jones who plays Roxy I don't think she really gets to shine in this role aside from her singing which is good it's just that I feel like she plays the role very flat but I don't think that's her fault I feel like she was almost directed to play it that way the thing is and to your point about because we're about to I get like it, how you're like oh I think she got screwed over by her role I'm like no, I just, think she got screwed over by the stylist that destroyed her this <laughs> well, beautiful wait, wait, woman we'll, we'll talk about when we meet her but what you're talking about because we're about to go into our next musical number is uh, this movie is kind of teetering where I don't think it can decide how much of a musical it wants to be because this rap scene that's about to happen is a full this number scene, it's awesome it's, it's, this it's is awesome, probably one of my favorites in the movie it's a full number but then later on it's just they do the like the Cheetah Girls thing of like we're just performing this like it's diegetic like it's in the narrative they're when they're doing music videos when they're doing music videos and stuff like that but sometimes it does try and do this thing where this it's like I'm just singing this is the one that felt like Cyrano because he's like singing and rapping but yes. you're not supposed to believe that anyone could hear him like it's not diegetic that sort of thing correct um, but, but jumping back to Chris what you were saying and this is something the movie doesn't do a super great job of explaining but I did pick up on it is basically what they set up right here in the scene is that he's a dancer at the club like he's the one of the background dancers but he says when uh, as Cyrus is walking up he goes oh you know I rap too but he's not good at it he's, he's bad he's a bad rapper he's but he was dumb. like he's talking it up that he can rap and I was like oh, to some so honeys to some honeys sure. by the way I love Disney Channel for one thing one thing alone they said we're gonna make a hip hop musical a hip hop opera if you will and they had I don't think I will very clearly one 40 year old white guy watch an episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and said <laughs> write some dialogue because the terms these kids use are from 1997 he goes I gotta see some fly honeys nobody said that in 2012 I'm gonna tell you that right now they also say most death nobody <laughs> said that in 2012 I'm gonna be honest the closest they get to anything relevant is I think at one point Courtney V. Vance says gangsta and I was like that's a term people I think maybe used close to 2012 uh, I personally I thought all of his dialogue was kind of very cringy where he's like sounds so out of touch that I, I was loved like it. I couldn't tell if it was intentional he or was not. selling me uh, funny you mentioned uh, Fresh Prince though because Coco Jones who plays Roxy was on the Bel Air she was Hillary but basically the girls go away and Cyrus I don't want to keep using that term (laughs) well that's what the movie says it 50 times and Cyrus comes up to Chris and is just like hi and I'm Chris's invisible best friend Cyrus like and making a joke out of it and I was I immediately knew I was like thank god they just did they have found a kind of natural way to do the classic you've been my best friend since kindergarten kind of and it felt natural and I did appreciate that line yeah Um, also then Chris is like hey man this was I think my favorite line in the whole movie because <laughs> I wrote it down verbatim. He goes, hey man, you could have like hooked up 
at those honeys again. I cringe at that. And then Cyrus turns around and delivers what I think is probably the best line in modern cinema, where he goes, like, he goes "I don't want a woman of substance." No, no, no. He goes, "I want a woman of substance." Or what does he say? I don't want one of those. But he goes, "I want a girl I can take to the Atlanta Lamp- Jazz, Jazz Museum." Museum. <laughs> Which delivers two uh, two things that I think are important. Number one, those girls are dumb sluts. We are, you know, this <laughs> movie, right. this movie does some really fucked up things to women. It does. I liked yes. a lot of it, and I liked these I guys. I like that you liked it. <laughs> but you like the movie or the things it does to women? The movie. Okay. That fucked up. That's what I does, wanted you to clarify. The fucked up things it does to women. Number one, he's calling those girls dumb sluts. Number two, after not having spoken with ever them, ever having never said a word to them. Number two, he's placing us geographically in Atlanta, which yes. I like. Well, it's. A, they also they call and it, this comes back. They call later it they on. call it something else too, don't they? They call it like they say like a specific part of it or something. But whatever. This movie and I again, you're right. It's 2012. You know, whatever is it does have kind of a big case where women are very much framed as prizes to be won. Yeah, and especially when you're trying to make oh when they say like Midtown. Midtown. That was yeah. It. Oh, that's just like a part of it. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but, I, but I'm saying it's nice. Like, they they're very specific. Um, you clearly don't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. But they uh but yeah they very much. Framing now on Bravo and Peacock Plus. They very much frame women as prizes to be won, and that really sucks when you're trying to frame it Roxy actually, as like one of the main characters because it totally dehumanizes her from like a character that we're getting to know. That it being actually like, wasn't even that because yes, it does, and like the original Cyrano kind of does that. Too. Well, I mean, yeah, but that was written in the 1700s. Yeah, you know where it's like <laughs> that one gets more of a pass. And, and they and they try to like the point of Cyrano in my eyes, if you want to modernize it, is that men are idiots and think that like women care about appearances when like majority of women they want you to be nice to them and like be a good guy and want to connect with you. And like that is what you should be taking away from here is like we don't care if you look like Chris Hemsworth, we care if you're like a good person. But that doesn't they don't really nail that here. Instead, what they try to go for, which I don't really like, is this modern interpretation of like, which they literally say to him is like, she's not like other girls. Like, I like her yes. because she's different than other women. Instead of just it being like we have a connection, we get along, she is so other from other women because she's smart and knows who the Beatles is, and it's so like pick me girl annoying. Like, that's yeah. the one thing that the reason he likes her is that all other girls are stupid. And she's but not, that's what I'm saying is, like they, that. is they don't do anything like with her character to really make us feel like that. She just feels like any other human woman kind of a thing. But then they're like with interest. Yeah. And then he keeps being like, she's not like the other ones. Yeah, and I'm like, like, no, like, she is. Just, you didn't talk to the other ones that much. You're making a snap decision. Also, Serena de Bergerac was written in the 1800s. I don't want tweets. So yeah, that's what they're getting mad about in this episode. Definitely yeah, um, not everything else. But we're so saying. he. It turns out also that Cyrus uh, works at this club. He's like a bus boy, which I was did not see coming. I well, then I went, he had to sneak out to go to his job, which yeah, they explained later, explain but not later. for a while. Yeah, I, was I was like, like you think his parents would want him to have a job? Yeah, you'd th- one would think, but they explain it. Also, I loved when Chris takes the beats and hands them to the guy. And, and it's on a so physical... so obviously ADR'd. Well, it's also on a physical CD in the yes. year of our Lord 2012. Well, yeah, I mean, you still gotta spin the beat, Emma. You gotta do that just for effect. You think people are DJing on tiny no, little No, I'm CDs? making a joke, Emma. It's called a joke. It's a podcast. But this leads into our first big number, as we've already preluded to, which is a rap battle. I don't um, know what's wrong with me mentally. Something about these rap battles scratches a little tiny part of my <laughs> lizard brain that I just love them. <laughs> I love them. I, I love Lord of the Bling. I, I okay, love yes, every season. The, He's got such cadence with his rap battles. Every time, like, Roxy was performing, I was like, I would like another rap battle, please. Get truth yeah, off the Yeah, I gotta say, Brandon Michael Smith, who we saw in Starstruck, he is not in this movie that much. He's not that much of a character. He's just a dick. And I don't know if he's supposed he's to. He's kind of like the bully character. Yeah, he's the bully character. I don't know if he equates to anyone in certain. Yeah, I would assume he's the um like the. It doesn't real. It's not a one to one because like in the Cyrano de Bergerac, there's like a Duke character that's trying to 
right. Rock. Like, it's less about him winning Roxanne. But he also seems like he hates Roxy. That's what I'm saying. Like, That's what I'm like, saying. Like, he's not into Roxy, which is the way the Duke... The Duke character is two things. Like, he wants Roxy and he's out for Cyrano. This one just really has out for Cyrano. It doesn't have the wanting Roxy aspect. But so, yeah, that's all the name we are given for this gentleman is Lord of Dubling, which, uh, versus, and the other guy's Boss. In case you can't tell, the rap names and terms they use but here. But the battles are amazing. Yeah, I mean, they are, they're really good because they inject a ton of energy into them. I wanted him them. to battle, it takes so long for Cyrus to rap battle. I was oh, like, they destroy were saving, this They clown. were saving that for the end, Emma. That ah. was the fact you ever thought. Because there's really only like three of the head-to-head battles. And there could have been two more and I was um, excited. But the thing with Bling is, yeah, he's just called like Lord of the Bling. Bling, he, we don't get to know that much about him. We don't know his real name or whatever. So I we have to refer to his character as Lord of the Bling the rest of the time. And I'm sorry. Um, I'm not. But the thing about the rap battles that is unenjoyable is I don't know Nothing. if you picked, no I don't know if you picked up on this and obviously the sheer amount of you smell bad uh, jokes because yes, they can't say yes, anything they else. can't say anything real they can't in call Disney anybody Channel. like fat or like your mama imagine an episode imagine the worst episode of Wild and Out in all time of all time where the only joke you can make on this episode of Wild and Out is that your breath or your bo is bad or like you're poor that's they call people poor they, yeah non-stop. that's a strong contingent um but yeah the, the, but you can't make any other Joke. The, so the, 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 the level of rhymes and insults are really bad, but I mean, I have to forgive it because it's a kids' movie. Like I love when they start to get to things that just don't rhyme. They just start rhyming things that don't rhyme. Well, they they rapidly change up the rhyme scheme, so they'll say something that doesn't rhyme, and then they'll rhyme with something later, and then but it's still super jarring. But no, it, but it, it works because they inject so much energy to it, and you're like, just like, like, Lord of the Bling, like he was selling me. Yes, he was, he was saying things that didn't rhyme, and I was like, I don't care. Yeah, no, it's really fun. Um, like it's a good actor. Yeah, he's no, he's great. I mean, we we have. Always said he was great, and again the choreography for the, the kids dancers and are all really great. Yeah, I will say like I I agree. I don't think Roxy had a ton to work with, and I think her costuming was actively working against her because you couldn't really look at her face when you're looking at whatever the fuck's happening there. But I thought they were all really talented. But yeah, he's raps against this guy called the Boss. He wins. There's also a 45 year old man running this rap battle, and I was like, why is there only one adult in this club? And then I realized he was the owner. <laughs> yes, but it's also apparently part of this like monthly competition they have. I don't um, understand the logistics and, and of this. And so he went, Lord of the Bling wins, and he's like, guess what? I'm going to take home the top prize of the Rap Grand Slam as well. And I was like, there's another rap competition we're queuing up. But then also, so he freaking, he accepts his his prize, his winning, whatever. And then he just glares dead on at Cyrus. And then they proceed to meet in the next scene. And I was like, do you two know? Like, I thought they knew each other. He I know, it doesn't like seem boy. like they do. Well, he knows he's the bus boy. It's never like, I mean, obviously Bling comes around a lot because he's won this before or whatever but it just like it looks like he already hates him but then the next scene Cyrus trips and like spills something on Bling's shoes and Bling just goes at him with being like oh the bus boy can't even do his job like he's messing with by his shoes and like and then they do an Urkel joke in 2012 they do and, and then they lean into it well, really but hard. also to Bling's credit Cyrus decides to just instead of just going back to doing his job he's just like you're not that good of a rapper he, he does can't. this multiple yes. times and I'm like bro just rap with him then well no but also I, I hate to go against my boy Cyrus here on this one. He's wins this rap competition and then, spoiler alert, wins the second rap competition later on. He's clearly a pretty good rapper. No, I mean... He wins multiple rap contests. I mean, it's like, Chris is bad. Bling is not bad. Bling is good. I know, but he's like, oh, your rhyme scheme, and like you just go for the obvious stuff or something like that, and it's like, it's not that impressive. Like, he's you got some skills, but it's not that impressive. I'm I like, thought, 
like you do. He's won multiple times. Okay. Also, like what I thought was gonna happen here, because like I know Cyrano de Bergerac. Like Cyrano is funny, like in and like engaging in real life, and like he could like he in like he interrupts a play and like calls it out for being stupid and kind of like verbally smacks down these like actors. Like yeah, yeah. Like he's in public a very well liked, charismatic, popular man. So I thought he was gonna smack down the bling right there, like as a busboy, but like not get on, like not be able to get on stage because his dad wouldn't let him or so you know what I mean like oh. I thought he was going to be able to like fucking school that guy yeah, here this is the, where the, the confidence the, thing the, comes yeah this, well, the, but the Cyrano thing is like confidence well but it's only with like romance right. and Roxanne and his appearance like it's not in like like he knows he's skilled and smart and funny and can you know write poetry in the sense of write rap so I thought that Cyrus was still going to be a good rapper he just wasn't going to be confident with Roxanne you know what right. I mean which would be more of a one to one which like well, that's why they did the scene in his room that shows that he is a good rapper and like obviously I think even Chris says like when are you going to get up at a certain like maybe I don't know if it's the scene or later on at the club but Bling tries to call him out to get him on stage to battle him but Cyrus just walks away which also like and they sh- chant Urkel yeah they, also he's not even wearing glasses why are no, they calling but him it, Urkel but it's they also do like Revenge of the Nerds like he just thinks he's a big nerd and makes fun of him for that also a super dated reference super I, I literally wrote no child knows what <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds is but he he goes away but also that my thought on this was like yeah Bling it's because he works at this establishment he can't just like stop in the middle of the shift and be like hold up boss I gotta rap battle this guy real quick but yeah he and Chris walk home this they, is where Chris is like hey you fucking ugly piece of shit <laughs> yeah he's like because they're talking again about the fact that he you know try some zip cream get some new clothes fix your hair he's and like, I was like he, he looks fine he's like you gotta stand up to bling man you gotta put yourself out there and he's like you know throw some th- put some, get some new clothes that was that. good advice then he slides <laughs> into you are an ugly mess yeah true and then but he also says yeah you do all that and he's like hit the gym get some muscles going then you'll be straight man and <laughs> clearly straight in this context means something else but it was really funny to hear him say multiple times yeah you're gonna be real straight on that one like the slang in this movie um, but they go into what I thought was Chris's house, but is actually Cyrus's house, which is confusing because he snuck out and his parents went to sleep. So now they've gone back All to I his know house. That Cyrus's parents spend so much time on their gorgeous front wraparound <laughs> porch. The mom Emma, is always sitting with burning large white candles. Emma, like, it's the that, South. That you that spend mom. a lot of time on the veranda fanning yourself, drinking some sweet tea. And <laughs> the mom is always like cuddled on this beautiful couch. And I'm like, God, they're living a great life. Like, I wanted to be on that couch. Yeah, now, see, you've slid into a little bit of a southern accent. But they, okay, this is one of my favorite jokes of the whole movie, actually, is they go into Cyrus's living room to watch TV, and they watch a hip-hop show called Ebb and Flow, hosted by Ebony in Florida. They are sitting down with Roxanne, who Chris and Cyrus know from... from third grade. Like, third grade. They went to We're grade to school We're to believe together. that she was, like, in from, like, their elementary school and yeah. got famous and left Atlanta. Like, Correct. she has now been touring and is a pop star, but they went for school when they were very young. And so this is where they ask her being like there's a little bit of controversy about you in your latest video like dressing super skimpy I would have loved that they would have just showed her like popping her pussy And she's like, I just, just she's show, like, show she's like I was just, I just had a little thing on. It's no big deal, whatever. And they like, gotta turn a look. Gotta turn a look. No, what, what, not a big deal. And she announces that they're doing a song contest. You know how pop stars do song contests. This uh, only happens in movies. This is something that exists in Disney movies. You should honestly. write us. Everyone, anyone can write a song, submit it to her. We along with a photo. And uh, if they, what is even the prize? It's uh, like a recording with a record label or something like that. Or the it's like, fucking like the prize is so complicated. It's like you prize doesn't it. matter. There's so many things that are. T- hacked on it's like you get to record but then also then sh- they win and then it's like oh also we're gonna make a duet and then also guess what we're gonna perform at the jam so it's like I don't even remember what the actual prize well was. all of that is added on later because she starts to like basically date Chris I know but like what was the original it was prize? like a record it was something with a record label I also don't remember 100% because it's super irrelevant based on what happens later but I'm gonna cue this up right now is while they're watching this Cyrus is 
she's just at a hard midnight. Like, just like, They're oh, both she's in so, love with her. They, well, they are. But, like, Sarah, this is where, like, the she's not like other girls comes. It starts to come in. And this is what gets me is, like, it comes off so creepy. Yeah. Because they haven't spoken to this woman in years. And they never even do, like, a thing. It's like, you've had a crush on her since third grade. You had a big crush on her in third grade. You weren't confident enough. You never got to say anything to her. It just seems like. A pop star crush. Yeah. It just seems like it, like, literally, if you had, like, a weird obsession with Nicki Minaj and then Nicki Minaj decided to do a song with you and you're like I'm in love with you and you went to third grade with Nicki Minaj yeah yeah but it's like they they, I think that's why they had to know her beforehand so it comes off less creepy but it's still not great I mean so it was a little creepy here but then they really kind of ground it more as the movie goes on like you're like okay you guys went to third grade together whatever but then later on she's like oh I want to see your parents haven't seen so long and it's like they do seem to have more of a relationship once and And he's like remember you in church you'd get up and sing like it, it seems more established the longer they let it go. 100%. And that's, and actually that's a small criticism I have is they don't spend a lot of time establishing how Chris and Cyrus's relationship is kind of a thing because they spend so much time with him and her because they need to lay this groundwork that like, no, they are actually like getting to know each other and like vibing on one another. It's not just him. But like, I've been obsessed with you since you left third grade. But Cyrus and Chris both decide they're going to submit to this contest. We get a short little montage of Cyrus working on his song. Which is a banger. This is one that I, this is the one that I will say is a banger. I could probably sing this one. It is the one that's like more than a crush, more than a like, like more than yeah, a I'll love. Yeah, this will probably be the one I put at the break because it kicks everything off. This is, I liked his original song. This one I wrote as a banger. Also, there was a lyric in this one that I had to, I pulled out a lot of lyrics that really struck my heart. Oh boy. There's a lyric in this one where he goes, you're pterodactyl fly, which is <laughs> legit does, yeah. the funniest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Also, this- I think I really liked some of these songs because it's 2012 and like not to bring the Nicki Minaj thing back, but like I was, I'm a huge, 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 like went to concerts young money fan and like that era of hip-hop and rap like Nicki Minaj Lil Wayne Drizzy Drake like I love that style of song and there's a lot of this that it reminds me of obviously a very sanitized version of like <laughs> very sanitized like young money it's like she's tape flat and then then the chorus comes in and that would be like I can make you a bit like it's this like fusion of like rap with these great pop Emma choruses. looks so excited right now it's, it's rap with really good really great snappy rap with fun like puns and then like these really great strong pop choruses and then also some female rap from rocks and yeah. I like and I like that but yeah he writes a song and there's two key things that happen during the montage is he submits a photo of him and Chris together and Wait, then, which Chris is in the foreground yeah, yeah, to be fair he's in the foreground but then also and this is a massive fail on the movie's part he submits it under the name truth and hey I'm sorry with the note you're writing to your things like hey remember me like we went to grade school together Stalker. Yeah, well no just include your name he also seems like a unibomber but also <laughs> Why did he call himself Truth? That's He's got to have a rapper name. Wait, but like, why did why did he, why did he pick that? Like, that's never been established that that was his name. Truth. It just comes out of nowhere. No, it's so they can do a whole thing about the truth will set you free later yeah, on. He's yeah, the but truth. It, that, that, I think in a meta, Lucas, it's in a God is sense. the way, the truth, oh, and the light. Shut up. <laughs> But after this montage where he, like, has been, you know, late to choir practice and, like, staying up late working on a song, he's... Also, he, like, oversleeps for mass. Wake him yeah. up. No, live in the yeah, same no, fucking no, house. No, no, no. Not only do they live in the same house, the church is across the street. No, it's next door. It's, it's next it's door. It's basically it's, on their it's, it's literally, like, you guys You guys left the house and just didn't think, you know what, we'll wake, we'll wake Cyrus up on our way out. Yeah, like, if they're mad at him when he's, like, late to church, I'm like, you guys didn't all leave together? But he walks into the church late, like, in the middle of his dad's sermon, and this is where we get the first big... This was great. I said, Courtney is selling this footless monologue. Oh, like, he yeah. is doing he's, like... He's going full ham on this. But also like... He's also got the crowd in the palm 
of his hand. Every word. They're like, yes. Like, they are. He's doing a lot of level work, too, where he will get down on his knees. Yes. He'll go low, and then he goes high. And everybody is eating it the fuck up. It, it's almost like the, like the standard parody of, like, a Baptist preacher, though, where it's like, if you trust in the Lord, like, that kind of a thing. And like, But it's done so well. It, no, he's, like, he makes it work. But, like, just some of the dialogue they give him gave me big, like, Pokemon go to the polls that are Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. dialogue is cheesy as fuck. Yeah. That's what you're saying. But I... I didn't, think, I didn't find his performance to be parody. No. I thought it, I, he was selling. Me. No, he it's it's not a reflection on him at all. It's just the dialogue. I promise a lot. Of and so we go, so this is where we set up the thing that that the dad also like this is where he hates rap and he talks about the rap club and yes. he's like that rap club that says they're keeping kids off the street and I'm like okay we're not. I you would it. never see my son in there. He says and that also like. It's clean rap. Yeah. None of them are swearing. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, Or saying anything. I mean, that's in the meta besides sense. Besides bad, like bad to, breath. You have to recognize. This is where just that is established. That not only does he hate rap and hip hop, he's like leading a crusade in this church against Against it. this club. Some would say, some would the way the pastor in Footloose led a crusade against dancing. Correct. And so we cut to that. I want to watch Footloose. We cut to that. We cut from that to um, me writing in my notes and saying it like, oh, God damn it. The anti-vaxxer is in this too. Because yes! we cut to Roxy's <laughs> apartment she's i said why is roxy living with that (laughs) and it's the same woman from bad hair day and then Um, my next note says why is everyone in this movie wearing a fedora because she was in her first fedora um second fedora she was wearing one earlier but roxy's listening to all the submissions and she's listening to truth's song and she's like oh i remember these guys i actually kind of love this character that i call soulless white manager disney has this character a lot and i love a soulless i also couldn't tell if she was her manager or like her guardian i think both she says that her She's like, I promised your dad I'd take keep, keep mom an eye is on dead. You. The mom is oh, dead. Oh, the mom is so classically dead. We'll talk about mom it. Mom is dead as a goddamn doornail. And the dad sounds like he was like, take my kid. Yeah, take, white my, manager. take my kid, please. Soulless manager who only cares for money profits. Take my child. She's like, yo. Oh, she's like wearing feather earrings. 2011 yeah. <laughs> was a literal she nightmare. Has, she also has the dyed, like the dyed hair. The chokehold feathers had on us in the year of our lord 2010 to 2011 which is why i assume they shot this thing we used to put feathers in our hair Emma, along Emma, in is, our ears if you're gonna do a fashion card do a fashion they were on our i'm bags. not letting you do this there's not a corner when it's the whole street. It's the whole street. <laughs> that's, a good, that's pretty good. Um, but basically, she's just like, yo, this song slaps. I pick them. And it's never really pointed out that it would seem, it's kind of super biasy of her to pick the person that she, picks people that she knows from her past to win this contest. That was just something I, I clued in on that I think should have been brought up. But so, and we also get this controversy, which I touched on, is like, so they already did like the dressing sluttily or whatever. And then they bring up the fact that everyone doesn't, like the, the press thinks she can't sing because she uses a vocoder like because that's the hot thing in 2012 I guess it's like and she, she to, to her credit she doesn't care about these things she's just like whatever I know I'm good at music why, I can sing can you explain to me why Disney didn't feel the need to, they couldn't use the word autotune that's what everyone was using well, in 2012 I, and that's what I thought it was going to be but they use vocoder well I don't know if it's explicitly autotune or it's just like touching up her singing or whatever but if I also had to guess my I would assume that maybe autotune is copyrighted and vocoder is just the technology so like they would didn't have to pay vocoder is not the technology vocoder is something completely different like I don't know what is a vocoder and what's autotune what's the difference it's like a musical instrument like a vocoder is like something that like Casey Musgrave used in Oh What a World like I just know that like it's something that like sounds 
it's almost like a way to make your your voice kind of sound like an instrument, if that makes sense. Like it's almost like an instrument. Auto tune is like the actual tuning of your voice to sound better. You know what I mean? Like that that mm. distinct like I can't think of an example, but like a T Pain, a Britney Spears, where you're getting that very distinct like oh covering up someone that can't sing. Like a vocoder is not gonna sound like you're saying Britney Spears can't sing. Uh, she actually can't, guys. I'm sorry if you're Britney, but they did make her. You think T Pain of... can't sing? No, he actually has beautiful yeah, voice, but he has a lot yeah. of auto tune. I'm not saying use some tweets. But they basically got shit and they're like oh they can't sing because they're using autotune that was the narrative at this yes. time so I expected they to say autotune vocoder is not a very common thing to say and it's more something you would do as like a cool hippie instrument to make your sound voice sound trippy sure. kind of I, for, but in, like, in case you can't tell guys I don't know anything about music <laughs> But I was just thought that was strange. And I wonder if maybe you're right. That is copyright and they had to say something. Maybe. Now. But so then we come back to the club. Chris and Cyrus are hanging out. And like, Rox... I did, this is when I was all my notes say, what is the friend's name? I could not land that it was Chris. I never heard them say Chris. They only say it a couple of times. It takes a while. Once, once they really get into it, they say it more. Also, but like in the beginning, it's pretty sparing. He's wearing a legit Marty McFly vest. But they're just hanging out at the club. And then Roxy rolls up in like her limo. And she's like, uh, and so, well, so Ebb and Flo also do. And they're like, yo, we're here to announce the winner. Where's it's, Truth? It's, it's, well, no, they go up to Chris first before they say it's truth. And they're like, hey, did you submit a song for Rocky's contest? He's like, yeah, I did. And they're like, well, guess what? You won. Congratulations. And they like, hey, everybody, guess what? We're here with the winner. His name is Truth. And then like, he goes, and then I actually like this line where he goes, Truth, no, I'm cool, Chris. That was my rap name. Um, and who's Truth? And then Cyrus, and Cyrus is also like destroyed immediately that he didn't win. Cyrus loves his friend, but he also knows he kind of sucks at music. And, <laughs> and he knows that he's good. Yeah. And he and, put a lot of time into his song. And Chris said he just slammed something on the night before. Yeah, and there's also... But, like, they didn't actually close that loop for me, which is, like... If Chris also submitted to the contest, wouldn't they have his submission as well and know that it wasn't him? I thought they were going to queue up that he did it like, since he did it last minute, it like didn't make it in time or something like that. Like he missed the deadline. But basically they immediately established, there's actually a really good moment where Cyrus, Chris is going up to Cyrus being like, I did win. I told you. And Cyrus is like, so uh, like upset visibly. And then Chris goes like, I mean, you're happy for me, right? And he goes, yeah, of course I'm happy for you. My friend and I was just like, wait, do you, like, what was that weird look you gave him, Cyrus? Like, I understand you're bummed, but like, be happy. But then this gets imme- revealed pretty much immediately. That it's, because they, they it's say the, the song. Well, well, no, they, but also just the, the truth thing. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm lost. I'm saying, they say, you're the winner, truth. And he goes, no, I'm not truth. To Cyrus and only yeah. Cyrus and Cyrus explains what happened. He's like, "Oh, I put a uh, yeah. picture of both of us. They must have thought it was you." Yes. Um, and then I think Roxy comes up at this point, and they're just all like, <laughs> "Like so." It's in a sparkly vest, yeah, silver gloves, and a tutu. And then they're like, "She's like, you won, truth, woo, to him." Yeah. And then they're like, "Perform a song," and she's like, "All right, can't say no." Yes, she does perform a song, and she like, and she's like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting to perform." And then she has full background dancers. Guys, that's what the production value is so high. There's like spinning stages that the the dancers are on. There's like 15 dancers and then all these fucking extras. Also, her rap was great. No, she, it's a good she number. Has a, she has a pop song and then like she does a rap verse and I love the rap verse. That was the best part. Yeah, it's a good number. But yeah, after that, Bling gets up and tries to like... And says the term rock, sucker MC in the year of our Lord... <laughs> 2012. But he... Who would even call a rapper an MC in 2012? Oh, that's still a thing, I'm sure. Luke, stop talking about shit you don't know. I don't think you know. Oh, you suck. 
look at MC. No, I think I think it's still. I think in rap battle circles, an MC you would be called a sucker MC. Well, not a sucker MC, but I'm saying the term MC, I believe, would still be in use. I do think. Is all the rap battles you've attended they've been using it? Yeah, actually. How about the frequent rap clubs I go to stay off the streets, Emma? Uh, but yeah, Blink gets up and just... But this is what I'm saying is I don't get his character is he just starts yelling at Roxy. Like, he hates Roxy. I and love like, when he says something about was Roxy the diva got him on a leash like a golden retriever. Without <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. hurting the guy, I loved it. Roxy gets like a mad look on her face like she wants to fight this man and the agent has to be like Roxy no let's leave let's leave and I'm like what do you think is gonna happen it's her soulless manager yeah whatever that's her name but so so at this point they do the whole truth reveal thing and Chris is like also Cyrus says it to his boss which is so weird because later on he comes into work and the boss is like what's the matter I'm like you know you know he literally said that Chris stole his song and identity he was there you were there when this happened well that's where we get this part and to their credit I think they they don't do a great job of maintaining Chris as a likable character but to their credit they try and make him seem like not a, the biggest piece of shit in the world he's just dumb well because he once they figure out what has happened he, he, he says oh you know what I'll go catch Roxy outside and I'll tell her the, the mix up that's that's my bad and Cyrus is all excited being like oh great we're gonna clear this all up um, but what happens is that she goes out there and it's like we're actually really hitting it off yeah, like, I like, like her a lot like the paparazzi snapping us as we're getting her limo kind of a thing and like, he's like he's like I was really and basically Cyrus thinks like yo <laughs> I'm getting in the way of their like real romantic connection. She'd never go for a guy like me. Like I'm just gonna play along. And then Chris basically says, "This is when they say like he's my DJ. Like he's gotta yes, come with me. It, like if we're doing this recording, if we're gonna keep this lie up because they like he's like, man, help me out. Mm-hmm. I want to be with Roxy and." Cyrus is a good friend. Is like, oh, fine. So then they tell Roxy, like, all right, if we're laying down this track, my DJ Cyrus has got to come with me. Right. Oh, there's also, I did write this down because it's a weird thread. I do just want to bring up. At a certain point, the manager, the soulless manager says, yeah, you're, you're the truth. Hypothetically speaking, he just goes, I only speak English. And there's a weird running gag where he misinterprets Because he's words. dumb. Yeah. That's the, the I mean, running I, gag. I, I thought it was kind of funny. That's called characterization I of him being a I dummy. I thought it was kind of funny. But so then it cuts to her record label. This where they're big, both wearing pastels. Also, just what is Chris wearing in general? His where it's like skinny suspenders. But, but his polo looks like it's made out of like poster board. It looks so oh, stiff okay. over his the rest of his outfit. And Again, like, this... Like, you know it's weird when I'm writing about fashion, guys. Everybody in this scene... Every Everything they're wearing is fucking horrible. She's in a bright, like, yellow, mustard yellow fedora. Well, she's not there yet, because they get to the skyscraper where the recording studio is or whatever. It's just the soulless Atlanta manager Records. is there. Just the soulless manager is there. And she's like, everybody's late. Everybody's except for late. me, because I care about money. Mm-hmm. Money, money, money. My day is ruined. My um, engineer is late. Roxy's late. We gotta lay down this track, and I gotta be across town, because money. <laughs> and then she says... Sound like Mr. Krabs. I know. Money. Um, and then she, they're like, oh, perfect. They're excited Roxy's not there. Correct. Because... They to figure this shit out on they the fly. They need to figure out a way to record it without her seeing, basically, because they're going to fake it. Yeah, I mean, you can't really do this when it's a song, but I was kind of expecting them to, to have Cyrus just teach Chris the song. But, like, I, I mean, like, when you're rapping, I guess you kind of get around it. But, like, they do address that they sound very different. So, like, they have to literally, he has to be basically his voice. And then Roxy shows up and, like, I also just want to say, Chris, like, the turn for him doing this. Like, he's immediately, like, we need to bamboozle this woman. It's so fast. Like, like literally, he leaves the club to go tell set the record straight. And then he's just like, nope, we need to scam her now. And so that's, like, what they start doing the second she shows up at this record label. And they do, like, the Cyrano de Bergerac thing where they just have him and shadow cyrus and shadow where like he's in the booth or wait no the booth is the 
part with the sliders. He's in... What no, do you, he's in the booth. The booth is where you're recording. The booth is where you're recording, so what is the part with the sliders? I don't fucking know. Okay. The studio. He, yeah. They are both in the studio trying to figure this out, and she comes in, they have Chris duck down, and it's very dark. And Wait, even, but they have completely... I literally They're completely said, different outfits, completely different outlines. I like this, like, romantic little audio booth scene where he's in shadow. It was very classic serial, but also, like, they have completely different head shapes. Is no this one, bitch blind? All, I, they're general shape. They're wearing completely different outfits. I literally said, it. I'm crazy. worried this girl is fucking blind, which should have happened was before he should have been wearing a hat. And oh, then, then puts the hat on. And then Chris work. should have taken, Cyrano should have taken Cyrus. the hat. <laughs> ah! Cyrus should have taken the hat from Chris who was crouched at and like put it on quickly so then his outline would have looked yes, the same. That's, and it, that's yeah, you had so many opportunities because yeah, there's so, the hat so, budget. There's hats in every there's other hats scene. hats in every other scene. There's also a part of it where he like reads a poem he's writing her into the headphones for Chris to hear and then recite. Chris tries to rap for her and he's terrible as we said. He calls women uglies. That's <laughs> not, not, a, not a great moment no, for women no, in this no, movie. No. Oh, and they, he all freaking Cyrus chooses this and it literally made me squirm when I see where he just didn't, like as he starts the poem he just goes, "Let my words caress you." Oh, that's And I did I hated that. But this rap that he does in the but the actual song, yeah. if this also this one was the one where I was like, it actually reminds me of Young Money. Like it's one point he does there's a line where it's like scuba diver and it, was, it reminded me of the line in your money where it's like open let the rest surprise yeah it, it, like the beats are like it, it's so it sounds like kids bop young money and I'm doing a terrible job explaining that because I am not a musician nor a rapper and I shouldn't try to be but here I go trying to say that his <laughs> scuba diver line reminded me of a verse in bedrock but I, let's continue basically the whole end point of the scene is Roxy falls even more in love with Chris than she already was so they're like and I but is maybe blind yeah I I, I, I don't know if it's here or later. They talk about they want to do a duet. It's like she's all in on this, but she's open for business as much as he is six to midnight. And then I think we go to the church. We get another yelling about hip hop. We get to see the mother. And I said, this mother is beautiful. Can I see more of her, please? We get her for five seconds at the, at the choir. Right. Yes. Oh, no, no. It's for the, you're right. It's the, uh, he's late for choir practice again because he was doing this recording also, session. Also, the biggest fucking jump scare in this goddamn movie. He goes to the choir practice. He's running late. The mom's singing badly. And I think that's the <laughs> joke. Is that, no, I think that's the joke. Because yeah, yeah, he yeah. goes, Mom, Mom, I got yeah, it from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Is singing. And then he's talking to the choir and he's like, All right, guys, sorry I'm late. And the two of the girls, I'm sorry, I need to look this up. I need to make sure that this is correct before I While say While she's it. Googling, they are just asking him if they can do more hip hop and rap inspired stuff. And his dad is like right there and he has to go, No, I'm afraid that's impossible. There we go. Got it. Okay, here, here, um, I looked these little adorable girls and they are Chloe and Hallie. Like the RB group, Chloe and Hallie, the RB duo. They are like very very, very, Lucas doesn't know anything about music. Nope. He's just, or women, he's so ignorant. Okay, Obviously, wait, hang on a minute. <laughs> they are like incredi- incredibly, incredibly famous. They're also like ingrownish. One of them, I don't remember which one, um, is going to be the live action Little Mermaid. Um, they're like won a bunch of Grammys. And the little one, I think it's Chloe, she's like, are we, can we do like remix? Like we did the, the first yes. number from before. And he's like, no, no, because his dad's in the background. He's got to stick yes. to originals. But Chloe and Hallie are in this movie. And I, when they're so cute, they're like really, really young. And then I looked at their Wikipedia just now, and they're from Atlanta, and they did a bunch of acting. They were in, like, the Fighting Temptations. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm, glad. I'm happy you're happy. 
Um, the majority of our audience knows who that is. It's like it's literally like, oh, fucking Zendaya's in this movie. They're like that famous. Also, we do. I'm sorry, we did. I forgot that there's part after the recording bit, which is important. Uh, Roxy gets tapped to host the rap Grand Slam, and they're going to have perform. her perform um, with and perform the song with Truth. Chris and Chris has Chris is like hired backup dancers and he's really getting into this whole like oh I'm a performer now whatever that'll come become important in a second then Cyrus goes back to his job and he has to explain to Levi that like sorry I've been around we're all wrapped up in this stuff he basically tells him what has happened after he already briefed him on it like we were talking about this is also just where we get the main like put into words this is Cyrus's deal is he talks about how he just doesn't feel confident like yeah. why he can't get up on that stage why he doesn't feel Made good me enough really for Roxy sad because like I don't know it was like he could only open up to this man not his own father I mean in many ways that man's been more of a father to him than his actual father yeah but then at the end of it all he I mean he, he basically just kind of holds a mirror up to Cyrus and is like you realize what you sound like right like a be, big ass pussy be yourself and but then he says but also he literally calls him a pussy he's like you, no he does it like, later yes so. he does He and for all intents and purposes he's like you like this girl fucking rap go up to the girl you pussy tell her the truth like don't stop being do, a pussy stop giving her to Chris basically you pussy but then he also says also I need you to do your job so please start cleaning please this keep working here please, please clean everything and then lock up and we get what I believe to this be this old man from the rap club I also want to be clear the entire time glued to his head a crazy page boy cap oh yeah he's got a he page boy cap for sure he does not take it off ever but we get what I believe to be Cyrus's what is supposed to be his bet on it his his scream uh, song where he's going through the empty uh, club and just like rapping to himself about honest, how- this guys wasn't paying attention during yeah, one second of this. It's, it's, it's honestly not that, that's why I say it's supposed to be because it's honestly not that impactful. I said, oh uh, no, not a ballad, please. I, yeah, I, I mean, no, he's like rapping, so I don't even call it a ballad, but it's like his like, this is my inner turmoil song. I'm all torn up because I like this girl. <laughs> I'm really laughing at my notes here. Is this about that girl, Roxy? No, this is about my friend stealing my identity and crown like I already told you earlier. <laughs> But I did think what he was saying was true. Like oh, I, yeah, I wrote yeah. down, like he's a good character. Scene. It's true. He is using it as an excuse. Like yeah. this idea that no, like this. Oh, no girl would ever like me. You're using that ex- as an excuse to be a pussy and not say I like you. And you're scared of getting rejected. Like right. it's an excuse. It's a good character scene. Like he's using Levi basically as a sounding. Board also, kind of at thing. one point, the old man says a bad cat, which is well. I'm a, he's got a page boy cap on. He's allowed to. Was say he that. a ghost from the 1920s? <laughs> <laughs> there hasn't been a club here in 40 years. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but then, the, oh, this was, the, this was so funny to me. Also, though. in this song, there's, okay. Like you said you weren't paying attention. I came in and out. <laughs> and in this song, this song is like, I can't fucking make heads or tails of where the chorus is, where the verse is, where the bridge is. It comes Doesn't in and matter. out. There's all these lyrics that's like, my guardian angel, don't ever leave, what if you leave me? We just preach to differing crowds. Is he talking about his dad? Who's his guardian angel? I, well, okay, so this is what I'm go- talking about. I, I think it's supposed to be Roxy. I don't think it's the, it's just the dad stuff. I mean, it might be a little bit of both. I think it's all, everything is feeling. But I, this just emphasizes what I want. There's what a lyric that's like, we got to live out loud. We just preach just this, to different the, crowds. This is the, this is emphasize what I'm talking about. Is like, it's stuff like this where it's, where his relationship with her feels so creepy that he's like writing. Because literally, this, the song that we're talking about that he writes as truth is like a love song that he says he wrote about yeah, her. Knows creepy. I'm not really. No, I get that. I get it. But it's just like it comes off creepy in the year of our Lord 2012. Men are like, creepy. I don't know what you need to learn. I, I, I'm just saying he's writing these lyrics about like I've you're my guardian met, angel. That's your, the, you. You drive my inspire me, and you haven't talked to her. In I've not years. met a man on this earth that isn't creepy. I'm saying that 
you included. <laughs> I don't I don't think there is one. Thanks. You guys all come off weird, especially when you like someone. This then was, she walks in on she him. She walks in on him and acts like she caught him okay. turning into a werewolf. But I also, She's like, you, you were rapping and you sounded just like okay, Chris. But that is, that, okay, that's fair that she shot because it's his, it's Chris's. No, no, I understand, but she just goes for it so big of just like accusatory. She has a problem I like to call big eye acting. Her <laughs> eyes are, she's gorgeous, absolutely stunning. But like when she is surprised and like when she's performing these songs, her eyes go huge. They're like <laughs> absolutely they her number one thing is like, you know how in books they always describe eyes as like saucers? She has like saucer eyes, which is like a very attractive quality, but it's what you're saying where she's like, <gasps> like it looks like she saw a ghost. Literally. No, she freaks out. And the and Cyrus has to just be like, no, 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 it's just one of Chris's old tracks. I because was just, I'm lip syncing. I was lip syncing. And she's like, oh, you must be like the greatest lip syncer in the world. She goes, yeah, I do a lot of karaoke. And I'm like, that's, that's not, not a karaoke. That's not what karaoke is, dude. Thank God you caught that. That line infuriated me. I'm like, who let that get through a few drafts? Like, yeah, I do a lot of karaoke. Well, that's actually singing. So fuck you. And okay. And so they are just chat for a little bit. And she's like, I was supposed to meet Chris here. He's probably running late, whatever. We're going to get dinner. And this is what frustrates me is literally a scene ago. Chris is like all about this girl, whatever. But then this next scene, he blows her off for dinner. No explanation. Yeah, he's getting famous. He's recording one song. No, but we don't get that until like the next scene or two and then, yeah, he, it's a and bad then he, movie. and then he goes back no it's, I don't think it's a bad movie I like this movie okay but then he goes back on it later where he's like no 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 I do want to like take her to places that and and stuff it's just weird but I don't okay and I was kind of kidding before but I actually to explain this I don't think that we're supposed to believe here that he's already trying to fuck honeys because he's just like laid down literally what no that's what I'm saying had this, had this what happened. I think is supposed to happen is that he is dumb and unreliable yeah and like I think that's what they're laying down is that he's late to everything he's not like Cyrus who's like you know, gonna be there for you, show up, and then, like, he's kind of, like, the guy that's gonna get distracted by a butterfly, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, be 40 minutes late. I agree with that, but I'm just saying, if you're trying to, if you're spending all this energy into gaslighting this woman anyway, into that, you thinking you're this great performer, you can't show up for dinner on time, but then Cyrus is just like, you know what, I haven't eaten, let's go get food, and she was like, okay, great, and so we get, like, a little mini date they go on where, like, it starts pouring rain, um, but, like, they're eating in a restaurant, they're talking about what movies and music they like, and kind of you know it's a it's a date like it's it's very clearly and so this sets up a thing and i got just got tired of this after a while i don't know if you did too where they have multiple of these conversations where they're just like vibing they're they have so much in common kind of a thing and then every time she's just like wow it's almost like i can talk to you more easily than i can to chris and then she's just like i'm not gonna do anything about that though and then continues to date chris and then she sees him again and is just like I can't talk to Chris like the way I can talk to you. Anyway, I'm going to keep dating Chris. Like, and I, I I don't, I'm not saying that in a way of like, she, but she's wounded by his love. I understand that. I get it. But but then it makes her come off as being like, I'm just going to say this. Their date where they sit outside in the fucking pouring ass rain. You mean how I just said they're sitting at a restaurant and it starts pouring rain. But like, I thought it would be cute if it started like raining. Oh no, it's a full downpour. It's a monster. It's a full downpour. (laughs) Like, I would like that. Like they were in, like, it's like, you know, that thing where it's like, oh, we're enjoying ourselves so much over this dinner. It's a little, sprinkle couldn't ruin this date and that's what I thought they were going for because he's like she's like oh it's so nice she literally he's like oh it's so nice no but it's not going then they cut to the tech shot on her face they're dumping it's like so like you, the Disney backlot tour when they dump water over the side of the tram like I, there is so much water I think what, how is that, that that umbrella holding up I think what had to have happened is because they go from this to a park I think it had to have rained in Atlanta when they were shooting this and they had to explain why the ground was all wet and really? so like, well because it, it's just this one scene is just them sitting outside in front of a restaurant. But that didn't feel so, like a real restaurant. That no, that's what I'm like, saying. And that so rain that, is fake. That's, that's what I'm not saying. real rain. That's what I'm saying. 
I think they had to write the rain into the scene to explain because why the, the park lo- is, park is right. rain because okay. it rained in real life. That's good. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's a good. Uh, there we go. I just am because the rain doesn't add anything to it. I am dying. It is. My notes are like it is fucking boring. Yeah, but basically they're vibing at the while they're having dinner, and then they walk to this park, and then this is why I had the note that I actually do when they're walking by this fountain. They do have good chemistry. They have good chemistry. There's a good little line where he is like, "I'm your mom." Pass. That's yeah. Sad. No. He's like she was no. good. <laughs> she was good people. And then they talking about his parents. I think they have a good rapport there. I agree with you. I think everyone in this movie has pretty good chemistry. But it's it's the year of our Lord 2012. I thought we would be safe from this Disney Channel original movie trope. No. But no. We're never safe. They're just walking. They're having a great time. You know what? You know what? Hey, Roxy, we're having a great time on this not date they're having. your mom dead. You know what I'm going to bring up to really make the evening special? Your dead mother. I thought she brought it up. He's like, my dad was really lost when my mom died. No, I think he brings it up at first. No, she brings it up. Because they're talking about why she left Atlanta. And she was like, you know, like she says my dad was my something about my dad didn't know like what was it when my mom died and like left and started traveling and not being home. He doesn't bring it up. And then he says, you know, she was good people. And I thought that like their report. They, yeah. Like, and then that sound maybe sounds a bit right. I just remember, I remember him talking about like what she meant to the community and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he then so elaborates I he, on it. I thought it. he brought it up. But he elaborates right. on it, but I think she introduces yeah. it to the conversation. But it just, it, it literally floored me. Like it's 2012. We're still doing this. This then random. Then we get another tur- rap battle. This random turn of a dead mom for no reason. Well, they had to explain why she's living with this soulless manager <laughs> but yeah we get a street rap battle this time because you know but not really because one of these guys is in the finals of that competition. Well, yeah, but i'm saying it occurs in a street and again the sheer amount of bad breath jokes there's yeah, like two it's, in this it's, one yeah um it's like a guy named nothing revelation was, not, and somebody else there, I don't nothing know. was fucking worse than in this scene that made, it made me scream at my phone they're watching the rap battle and she's like vibing like bouncing her head and he goes oh you like rap huh and i go are you fucking kidding me <laughs> she rapped not 20 minutes ago in the middle of her fucking song and also you were just in the studio rapping and she was listening to it you like rap huh <laughs> she clearly likes rap She's, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you but they have their these two people we don't know have a rap battle and uh the, the guy named revelation wins and then who shows up but bling and i being, wanted to battle him so bad no no doesn't. He, I said, not, he could never in front of roxy and i was like can you grow up here now please we're at the turn like this movie is so fucking long we're only like 15 minutes in but that's what's that's what's weird right is so he he steps up being like i have next who's gonna battle me and he sees cyrus and he starts making fun of him again and then he sees roxy starts making fun of her because he just hates everybody then he says i hear you're gonna be at the rap grand slam i hope you can really perform she also is nervous because like apparently the crowd at the rap grand slam is vicious unforgiving if you can't sing they will chew and you, you have to sing live or they kill they, you they will tear you to it's shreds like gladiator they'll give you yeah. the thumbs down and exactly oh yeah that is a good thank you for bringing that up because they if they're both performing the rap grand slam chris is going to have to perform live and they're like what are we gonna do and chris is like we'll figure it out um they take so long to figure that out by the way yeah but so bling but bling, it them and both of them and like he yeah. should have battled him to defend rocks but what's funny is he looks at cyrus and he goes there's gonna be some real artists there and i was like why do you he you don't know he raps like he's not even competing in the rant grand slam why are you so against this man but they spilled ketchup on his shoes that yeah time. yeah but they just move on and cyrus convinces her to go to church the next day to, to, this is like, where things really to come be like for a me. guest performer at the or no no I don't even think he actually he says, she said I want to see your parents yeah yeah just to kill you right Excuse and then me. he forgot that his dad's a fucking waking nightmare that's pro- that, I'm, I'm not even there yet who hates hip hop and he brought the hip hop well, artist well, well, I'm not even there yet because yeah you're right she says come to the church and see my parents tomorrow she's like okay I will we cut to the church she walks in and Cyrus just hands her a microphone and says hey remember that song you sang in third grade sing it, sing now. it now I'm Take me to church. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That's also. She. He also is inspiring her because she doesn't feel. Take me to church. She doesn't feel comfortable. She's, she, doesn't, 
She doesn't feel confident about That's using the only her normal song about voice. Church I like. Uh. She, she doesn't. She doesn't feel confident using her normal voice and singing the song she wants to sing. She's just going by what her label tells her to do. And he's like, "No, you're great. You sang that song in third grade." And he's like, "Sing it now." And she does, and it's pretty good. It's fine. But yeah. That's the second part of it, is this pretty famous person comes to your church. Sings for sing, you. Sings a beautiful gospel song or whatever for you. I don't know if it's a gospel song, but sings this beautiful song for your entire congregation. And then when you're getting up to do your sermon, you attack her specifically, who is also the friend of your I son. I want to call myself, I want to give, I miss a lot of things. They cut to the dad as she was singing and I go, is this pastor dad going to call her a slut for her outfit? And then I said, I fucking knew it. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Those are my notes exactly. Like, fuck you. Like, first of all, exactly what you said. Everything you said. Also, Emma, the, Emma, they can't see you flipping them off. It's a podcast. It was so annoying because it was like, what isn't Jesus's message to welcome all people to your congregation? Oh, you fucking th- listen, asshole. I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot about Baptist Christian beliefs, but he literally says in the sermons, like, you know, the church forgives, but only so much. Yes, no, that's and I was that's like, what? That's what I'm going off of. Is his sermon is so fucked up. It's like, it's, you know, he's ba- it's basically attacking her for coming to church after making her skimpy music video or whatever. One of the lines is you can't dance like a vixen and then ask God to do the fixin'. Yeah. And it's like which yes, is a good which is, which is a tight rhyme. Tight rhyme. Absolutely fat. <laughs> I love that rhyme. I actually wrote it down because like, that's pretty fucking good. It's better than it's like, better than hip hopocrisy. <laughs> I liked that. I did not. I like he's like, you can't act all gangster and then ask God for the answer or something like that. Like, uh, but like inherently, yes, you can. You can always sin, and Jesus always forgives. Is that not the message of any yeah, Christian? But, but the Reverend DeBarge does not I'm forgive. Not, we weren't raised Baptist or anything, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. obviously, but obviously, I believe all Christianity is under the line that Jesus always forgives. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can dance like a vixen and then ask God, God to, to do, do the, the vixen. <laughs> Uh, but you know where you do that? You do that by coming to church. And I said, what an asshole. I hope this mom reams his oh. ass. And guess what? She does. She does. She does. Let's talk about that and then take a break. I got to uh, get to this. This is my favorite scene. Yeah, this, is, this is the best part of the whole film. I'm I go, sorry. If this mom doesn't ream his ass, she's no longer a woman. She's out of my out of my congregation. She comes home. <laughs> he, she's no, no. Not, he, he, she is home. He, he comes She home. has been home. He, is, she's she her, walks in no. high and mighty. Oh, that sermon went so well today. Also, I really on, killed she's it. She's in a beautiful dress looking amazing on her beautiful porch with her white candle standing there. He's like, ah, that went so well. I think I deserve a little extra like couch and TV time. We smash cut to the couch. Made up as a bed. Yep. She's like, yeah, you do, bitch. Yeah, you That's do. where you're sleeping tonight. I literally wrote, oh, he walked right into that one. I loved that line. Whoever wrote it deserved a goddamn She's phrase. like, the way you treated that girl was intolerable. Get your ass on the couch and and enjoy it because that's where you're My sleeping. My notes are, get him, girl. Sleep. Get him, girl. These are all so spelled wrong with me because I have so much passion. <laughs> get him, girl. Sleep on the fucking sofa. Women's rights. And then she was like, you fucking ripped a child, a new asshole in front of the country. Like, she literally says like that Whose young mom girl. died and was a pillar of the community. <laughs> no, she's literally like that young girl. And she's like, you will apologize, you piece of fucking shit. And I was like, thank you. Finally, someone in this movie with some goddamn sense. Yes. And then he wakes up the next morning. And after- Cyrus goes, Dad, you sleep on the couch? Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, oh, the couch is dead. It's hell on my back. And then Cyrus is like, all right, cool, bye. And I he- will say this, and I I do think, and again, like, I don't want to keep using the term pussy, but here I go. Like, why? I, I just, like, did not like Cyrus as a character. 
And I, I guess he's him. supposed to be unlikable to a certain point is that like he's such a pussy to an extent that like it actually started to drive me nuts for it's like it's not just standing up for the woman that you're with or the woman that you love. It's actually just standing up for like what's right. And to the point where like I was really frustrated in the park where this guy is like yelling at the girl you're on a date with battle him at least tell him to fuck off like he's just like he's like save he's her like, honor via rap yeah battle. like come on like just like like i just like if I, I wouldn't let someone yell at you in a park like don't so you would rap battle on my behalf of course <laughs> like i wouldn't you don't just let and he's like come on let's go it's like no you can't just let people yell at the people you love and then this he calms down in the morning and i know they have a strange relationship he's like um oh, dan i gotta go run some errands i would have ripped my dad a new asshole whether i liked that girl or not like that's my friend he's scared of his dad I, I don't care. Grow a pair, dude. He does. Later on, he has way like, too it's late. It's called a character it's been arc. Sixty-four minutes. But also, hang on. I also, I literally, he's like, all right, cool. You slept on the couch, whatever. I gotta go. And the dad just like, where are you going? And Cyrus, this uh, presumably child, looks at the dad and says, I have to go run errands. Why wouldn't you say I'm going to hang out with Chris, like or, or some go throw rocks at a tree? Yeah, whatever literally anything, whatever. Um, because we'll, we'll, he is going to hang out with Chris ostensibly, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's take a quick break and we'll be, and we'll shine on after this message. I'm going to go check you guys later. I have to go to a Middle Eastern art exhibit. Really? That's, I like to shine on, but that's where you want to go with God. <laughs> I guess we haven't even talked about that yet. No, that, because that's in the next one. No, yeah. I'm still going to go to the Middle Eastern art exhibit. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to be late at Jazz Music. <laughs> okay. Okay. back to church everybody Uh, we're actually out of church we're going to a music video shoot but (laughs) for some reason we're going to a middle eastern art exhibit but i wanted i just wanted to say that so i could bring the fact that during the break emma was singing take me to church the entire time i was uh cyrus rolls up at the off the street club and they're shooting this music video for roxy and chris there this is the scene where it basically gets dropped that Chris does not care about Roxy anymore because she's like, hey, Chris, do you want to go to this Middle, Middle Eastern, Eastern art exhibit? And he goes, hard pass. Sounds America's Funniest Home Videos great. is on. My note is, that's what they came up with. You know how kids were watching that in 2012? To have him miss the art thing. America's Funniest Home marathon, Videos. Luke. It was a marathon. I, I could not believe it. No disrespect to AFV, but just wow. Freaking, so she's all disappointed and being like, yeah, we just, we can't connect like you and I can connect anyway. Like just, let's go shoot this video. Say, yeah. And Cyrus goes up to Chris and sees him talking to these honeys, as Emma calls them. As uh, the movie yeah. calls them. And he basically flips out on him, being like, no, 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 you can't treat Roxy. She's like this. She's not, not just like another. other girls. She's not like other girls. You have to blow, blah, blah, blah. You can't blah. blow her off for these other girls. And yeah. He- and then I don't know if you picked up on this, but he basically says, like, no, you don't understand. I'm happening like this. I'm blowing up kind of a thing. And then he says, after this fox 
Fox thing happens. And I was like, what Fox thing? Are you becoming a Fox News correspondent? Like that has never meant, that had to have been something that got cut out. I didn't hear out. that. But basically he tells him, look, there's a lot of fish in the sea and my and my ship is coming in to, in which to catch all of them. The most Disney Channel way that possible. That motherfucker can dance though. The, the most Disney Channel way possible he to say, gives his shady I'm, I'm, and then, I'm sowing my wild oats, screw rocks. But then he lays down some sweet, sweet moves and I want to forgive him for all of his wrongs. Yeah, we cut to them filming the music video a little bit and there's like, and it's mostly him dancing, but then the director at one point goes, hey, sorry, the let's do- The lip sync's a little off. The lip sync's a little off. We'll like have to go in closer on that one. He literally, and this I didn't get is like, Chris is apparently just bad at keeping up the facade, like bad at lip sync. He goes, no, 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 go as far away from me as possible when I'm singing. Like, don't get close. Don't make it super clear. Don't look at my mouth, which applies to me. He doesn't know the words of this song that he's trying to pass off. Which he should have tried to at least learn. That, the yes. other thing that we missed was in the morning where Cyrus leaves, the mom comes up to the dad and he's oh, like, yes, thank you. hey, motherfucker, <laughs> guess what's happening? It shows him the paper and he's like, what? They're filming a music video in the club I hate? And he's like, yeah, Roxy will be there. Perfect chance for your sorry ass to apologize to her if you ever want to sleep in my bed again. <laughs> and he's like, uh. <sighs> if I have to. So then the, their music video filming is happening and the dad shows up mm-hmm. to apologize to Roxanne. He's like, hey, Roxanne, I was an asshole. And I said it was nice that he apologized. He does, he does legitimately, he's like, hey, I'm just here to apologize. It was uncool. I'm sorry. Now Cyrus. <laughs> and then he sees that his son is there because he believed that his son was actually running errands. That's on you, sir. Then that, of course, in the exact wrong moment, Levi walks up and is like, Cyrus, I need you to get to work. And then he's like, you fucking work here? And then Cyrus is like, yeah, I do. Then he finally grew balls. And no, 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 He doesn't grow balls so the dad's like, all right, that's fucking it. He's like, we're leaving this den of sin. Come with me, <laughs> I think he does Cyrus. Call it that. He's like, come with me, Cyrus. We're leaving. And then finally, here, of all places, not when he was horrible to the love of his life, here he grows some balls to defend Levi and goes, actually, no, I'm going to stay here. I made a commitment. Mm-hmm. Levi's counting on me. I will be see you at home after I've fulfilled my duties here for my job. Good, good. Not the time I wanted it to happen, but I guess... No, but, but also he acts very well. Like, he's standing his ground, but you can tell he's, like, also, unsure about it. he... They come home from the club and the mom knew the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I love a house where everyone hates the father and thinks he's an idiot. But yeah, like... That's basically all that happens in the music video shoot. She's on. She's always on her gorgeous patio, yeah, vibing with candles. But yeah, when he comes home finally, I was expecting, having seen that from the mom, that she would have talked to the dad down a little bit. But he's been like sitting on the couch yeah. just waiting, and he bursts out being like, the way "Do you realize enters, what this how this makes me look?" The way he enters that scene, hilarious. So bursts through the door, literally, not a joke. And just he says, "You're grounded for like you're on punishment," which is like yeah. a southern phrase that I've heard before. Oh really? But, oh. Yeah. I mean, catch that. It's just not grounded. It's on punishment, which I thought was nice. That's what people would say in the Sure. And it basically says, you're not going to the club. You're not doing music. You're not seeing any of your friends, etc. And then we get a a long, sad montage of him being on punishment. Oh, no, no. The The mom does put him in his place a little bit where she's like, you know, like, this was like, he, he, Cyrus tries to stand up for himself and he's like, dad, at least like, look at my song. Look at my song. Yes. Like, look what I've written, all this stuff. And he's like, fuck you. You're on punishment. No. Get those heathen songs out of my face. And the mom said something. She's like, he was trying to show you his song. And he's like, yeah, like rap and hip hop song. She goes, he was still trying to show you a part of himself. Your son was trying to open up to you. The way he expresses himself. And you shouted him down. Like, kind of like, you idiot. And I said, make him sleep on the couch She literally says, it doesn't matter the genre. Yeah. And and I said, she's right. She's right. Of course she is. It's expression. And I said, fold up those blankets and put him back on the couch. I'm glad mad we didn't get to see that. (laughs) And then we get a montage of him, like, working hard, going to church. His life is miserable because the music's 
gone out of him. And he just has to go to this stupid fucking church. And then he sees that Bling is a cab driver. Okay, this was so weird. He, they must be 16 if he can drive a cab. Well, we don't know how old Bling is. Uh, but, but yeah, they're, I think they're between 16 and 18. But it's literally like Bling drops somebody off at the church. And like they, like, also, they do that the glaring lock eyes this thing. Church, I don't know what they did here. I don't know if they artificially made it look closer to the house. I don't know if that's not actually a church. It kind of almost looked like a school building. All the cars that approach this church, this cab and the limo at the end, appear to be driving on grass. There's no road. No, there's a there's a you. There's yeah, a you. Yeah, they are driving on grass. The the limo at the end. I was like, where the fuck did that limo come from? <laughs> But yeah, they like lock. Not the road. They lock eyes from across the way, and I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, but nothing really comes up for it until the end. Um, the thing that I like about this turn oh boy. is I saw this and I said, oh, Disney's gonna teach us a lesson. Yes, yeah, they I said, said he's. Well, they're gonna rap at the end, rap at the end, and Cyrus isn't gonna use right, the taxi yes. driver thing against him. Guess what he and does? The first second he gets the shot, he, t- he takes it. And the lesson Disney taught us was: if you got dirt on someone, use it to bring <laughs> them down. It. Make fun of people being poor. Which to what? To, are we to, making fun? people for having an earning to, an honest wage to his credit bling had made multiple mentions that cyrus like looks like he like he doesn't have any money like and he We're, when they go low we go high that's what Michelle I'm Obama, uh, yeah, why no, are I, we lowering no, ourselves? i agree with you like that is the message but like i'm saying it is justified but like the, the obvious message Disney channel to make here would be like don't, you know, sink, don't, to don't sink to their level exactly i said the same thing also during this message the dad steals his songbook yes as like, he's sleeping so yeah. the dad's reading his songs at one point he's sitting at his bed reading something he hears a knock on his door, throws the book, grabs the Bible, yes, and the dad happened. goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just reading the Old Testament. The Old Testament. And I'm dead serious. And he goes, it's dope. And he's like, don't call the Old Testament dope. Yeah. But he... here's something that I want to say. In this montage, we're seeing not only Cyrus's life suck, working in the church on punishment, not doing great. Chris's life is meteorically yes. rising. Thank he's you. going other, to the top of the, the charts. Their relationship on, is going places. Roxy and him are getting photographed. They're on interviews. Why do his parents have literally no reaction to this kid's best friend, seemingly of his entire life, becoming mad? Massively famous. They, they don't say a word, goddamn word about it. They, I literally thought until the end where something comes out of nowhere and we'll get there is that uh, they don't know who Chris is. Like they don't I, know, I, they do not know that he's, he's his best friend. He never mentions he's not, but no. like I'm going to Chris's. That's, yeah, that's and what I was saying. Like, oh, the, Tom, congrats on the song. Yeah. Like they never bring it up in front of him. Well, I mean, the dad wouldn't because hip hop, but like the mom should absolutely be like, that's so good for your best friend that we've known your entire Thank life. You. They would be they should be like, that's great, sweetie. Yeah, you, you would think. But the dad knocks on his door because he has a visitor and the visitor is Roxy and this conversation is so stupid because this is so stupid because the entire conversation is just Roxy being like I need to talk to you because I can't talk to you like I can talk to my uh, pseudo boyfriend um I, I, I mean I can't talk to my pseudo boyfriend like I talk to you basically you know what I don't think I'm worthy of Chris I don't think I can live up to him like that am I no am sense. I even good enough? and to the movie's credit Cyrus in the movie just go freaks out like what are you even talking about Chris is nothing compared to you. I, I actually don't know. I didn't even write a single note on this conversation. I think I, that actually might have happened at the end of the, at the club, but whatever. Because the point is, is there's like three of these conversations about her being, I don't feel confident in singing with the way I want to sing in my own voice. And he has to just like hyper back up. But again, they try and mix that in with the Chris stuff. And it's like, does not work because Chris is so obviously head empty, no thoughts, like just skating All by. All I know is they go to a record shop and they play like an old song. And this is where they loop in like the singing stuff. Is like, they walk to a record shop just mm-hmm. basically like, oh, I love this song, this old school. And he's kind of giving like his producer brain being like, oh, what if we mix this? Like do something with this, like with your singing. She's like, the label would never let me do it. It won't sell mm-hmm. sort of thing where she feels trapped by her label. It rains again. And I said, what is the average rainfall in Atlanta? Because yet again, it's 
fucking pouring. Yeah, well, because he leaves the conversation after all the insane stuff she says about their relationship, and he is, he's hot now. He's angry. He goes to the club in the pouring rain, and then... Suppre- because Chris isn't appreciating her, and right. she's, like, thinking she's not worthy of him, and Chris is just a fucking dummy. Correct. I, I, I had this note earlier, but we, I guess we should bring it up since we hit it so heavily in the beginning. This is the kind of where the movie breaks the most heavily from Serena de Bergerac, is, like, Christian did love Roxanne. Yeah. It, he, was, he wasn't, like, a dick, at least in the original version so this never happens where like he goes grows to disregard her he loves her and then he dies and then Cyrano loves her but can't tell her because she wants to have the memory her, her to have the memory of the man that she married being in love with her until he dies it's a play because they're already friends they have to kind of write in this conflict where he just shows up at the uh club and like you're saying it's pouring rain and he comes into the club perfectly dry, dry perfectly, perfectly dry. dry don't know and then it's pouring rain when he leaves the club and he comes into his home perfectly dry and it's like why would you make it rain then he comes in and they just start yelling at each other being like yeah you're not treating her right like she's the bad best girl in the world. Not like know? other girls. Not like other girls. I think that's, that's the title of the episode at this point. Is she's not like other girls. Chris, I couldn't tell if this was intentional. Chris comes at him, but in a positive way. <laughs> like, he tries to diss him. He's so dumb, he can't even argue. Yeah, he He's literally like, you're can. the best rapper in the you're world. You're my best friend. I love you so much. You're so Fuck good. you. <laughs> it's so weird. Because like, you're the best rapper in the world. But it is like, it's like you just, you're just a coward, man. It's like, it's, it is like, I wanted someone to throw that word around and really Harry Potter drive this home. Like, make that the spice. Because he's just a fucking coward. He's like, you're really talented, you're really good, but you won't put yourself out there. You're a GD coward. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they're going at. They physically need to be separated by the end of it. Levi pulls them apart. Yes, no, they're, they're coming to us. But that's what I'm saying. It's so weird where he's just like, you're the greatest rapper in the world and you won't do anything. And I'm your best friend. I just want to support Let you. Punch and you. Then we're gonna punch. <laughs> I guess that's how men in 2012 know how to work out emotions. Okay, also, okay, after this fight, he storms out. Fight, in quotes. Yeah, they, he leaves. This was the biggest mistake, and my favorite yes. thing, where does he come where from? Where does he come from? <laughs> what is happening in this room? So. Guys, I'm laughing so hard right now that Luke noticed this. We too. have to explain, we have to really explain this because it's okay, not going to make I sense in an audio the, medium. The, this, the mom enters Cyrus's bedroom and drops a magazine about the, the rap jam, whatever. The, the, who have Roxy and Chris, whatever. Drop Drops a magazine on his bed. For him to see when he comes home, obviously. Yes, because he's just been at this club. He's in the same outfit when he enters, so we know it's the same evening. We see the door frame. Uh-huh. To, to his room. To Cyrus's room. The mom just entered from, set the magazine down, is going back to the door frame to Cyrus's room. And all of a sudden, from the other uh, the, side of the from room. From where the camera is. From where the camera is, Cyrus enters. He don't. He only enters. He throws his backpack against the bed. I mean, where the fuck when did I, he come from? I, I assumed, at my, where my first. The closet? No, I think the it The window? The window. I think because he snuck out in the beginning. Oh. They were trying, but like, if that's the way you sneak out. why? Because also, I guess he was on punishment. He had to have snuck had to sneak out but like you're right it's but, the window but they, it's the it, window. it just it is so even if it is the window it is so jarring and the way he just explodes into the room and throws his backpack I'm like if that's how you snuck out like, where did he would, come from yeah it's it's so weird but then I thought that was a full ass mistake but I guess maybe they're trying to do the window but basically yeah she leaves this him there for him to read and he breaks down for her what the situation is that he is actually truth it's all you know a lie or whatever and it's just kind of spiraled out of control and she's like can you men in this family just leave me alone. I am trying to read Martha Stewart living on my porch with my <laughs> candles. Then the dad has this turn. Well, it's the day of the rap jam now. And and like after talking with Chris and his mom, he's determined like 
mistake. I have. They're right. right. I have to make this right. I have to. T no matter the consequence, because that's the other thing that I guess we haven't really hit. He doesn't want to tell Roxy at a certain point because like their relationship is going so well, and he just doesn't want to screw it up because then she'll hate both of them. Kind yeah. Of a thing. But he leaves to go to the rap jam, and his dad and mom are waiting, and he goes, "Oh, hey, was just uh stepping out," and he's like, "Yeah, you're going to the rap jam," and he's like. Yeah, and he goes, I've been reading your lyrics. I think rap isn't evil anymore. Let's like, all go to the rap and jam. Like, I've been reading your lyrics. You know what this is? They're, you're rapping about positive things. But he has the quickest turnaround like, ever. It's a super quick. I feel like every character in this has a quick turnaround. Also, the mom comes down. It has to be early in the morning. Turning a fucking look. <laughs> Amazing dress. She's like, let's all go to the rap jam. And I'm like, girl, yeah, you are dressed so well. They have front row tickets, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this was my favorite part of the movie. When they cut to the parents during the rap jam, I that was the genuine laugh I got out of this movie. I was laughing so fucking hard at the parents reaction shots during these rap battles I mean cause it's like cause that's what I'm saying literally two scenes ago he thought rap was the worst yes. thing ever. now he's like yeah rap oh, jam no no he's literally like waving those sucker ass <laughs> seas away like, and the mom's like get him baby like I am laughing it's, my ass it's, it's off of those parents but he gets, and it made me mad because I was like, I want more of these parents being fun. Because like, I, 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 Courtney B. Vance is so fun there. And I'm like, this could have been such a great, I they could have been such fun parents. I know this movie's already really long, but I think had a few things gotten a bit more time to shine, it would have worked a lot more. That is a pun. But he gets backstage at the rap jam and he goes to Chris's dressing room. This is where they're trying to put Roxy in a bubble dress. Is that first? First. Okay, sure. Do you want to talk Trust about me. the bubble dress? Um, I mean, I just wanted to say, I think that out of everything. This is the Lady Gaga part. If anything's going to timestamp this movie, the fact that they have her in a Lady Gaga bubble dress is, is going to give you everything and like a Nicki Minaj pink blunt wig like the blunt cut. Um, and also these big boots and knee pads. And yeah. This is where she has her breakdown like I'm not doing this. This isn't me. I'm going to dress like me. I'm going to sing like me for this thing. I'm done doing this. And the soulless white manager's like it's gonna, this business is going to cheer you up and spit you out, honey. <laughs> There's one thing I know it's business, baby. Money. You're right on this all this money. And I also and know vaccines don't work. <laughs> God, I hate that. Could she get away from us? <laughs> um, and then... Well, we have one more with her. God damn we it. Have the, we have the good luck Charlie movie at a certain point. Oh, um, and then guess what? This is where I said blue fedora on Chris when we get to Chris's dressing room, and he's freaking out. And this because they never thought of a plan. No, because he sh his best friend who was helping him cover all of his shit like it blew up on him, and they totally broke apart. And this is where I did realize, well, I should make a little joke at the top that everyone should watch this movie, and every time you see a fedora, they should drink. And here I said, Emma, don't make that joke because people might try it, and then you'll be responsible for a death because. <laughs> You, at this point, it would kill you. Because, yeah, dur during the whole backstage, those people are running around and getting ready to do this show. Chris is freaking out in his dressing room, and, and, like, he sees Cyrus. He's like, oh, my gosh, you actually did come and help me. Like, and he's like, you are my best friend no matter what happened between us. Like, I wouldn't leave you just to die. And Chris, like, turns around. Wouldn't leave you to be well, killed by the, the crowd. By the crowd, and they find out you can't sing live. And they gladiator thumbs down you. Yeah. But he says, like, listen, I don't care about that anymore. We just need to be straight. Like, this has gone on. He basically, and again, quickest turnaround in the world. He's now like, I'm giving it all up. You need to reveal yourself as truth. I didn't even really remember this. I stopped thinking. I, this was a long movie. And this was the point where I, so there was a point in this movie where I was like, mm, okay, I'm going to have to turn this off and go to bed and finish the last 20 and the next morning because I was kind of falling asleep. And I think was this is where I made the decision that I needed to turn it off. And go <laughs> at to the bed. climax? Yeah, because I actually don't remember this conversation at all. And then this morning when I watched the, the that last 20 and he, Truth came out, I was like, when did they make this decision? The truth came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they should have thought I was gay. Anyway. Wait, uh, no. That's not what I'm, I mean. 
mean, oh, fine. But like, yeah, I just meant in the when, sense. When Cyrus came out as truth, I was yes. like, when did they decide that? Is Chris okay with this? No, Which apparently happened here, but I was asleep. So, because what happens is they go to try and tell Roxy before the performance, which is what they should do. But she's too busy getting, like, prepped. And, and she, being dressed like she's going to a bottomless brunch. What was yeah, that? I, yeah, they act like she's wearing this, like, beautiful, all-natural herself gown. And outfit, just, like, most boring bullshit I've ever seen. She's dressed like Peppa from uh, the Encanto, like that yellow dress, kind of. No, she is not. No, it's not down to her legs. It's not a full dress, but it's just this weird, massive yellow thing. She's dressed like a 12-year-old going to Easter Mass. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I had church down, but then you said brunch, and I was like, she would know better than Same I would. Same difference. Also, Bling comes up... And and like gets in their face. Bef- I think before they see, yeah, 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 this is before they see Roxy because I have the Roxy notes after. Bling like gets in their faces as they're as, on their- Which is his only purpose in the film. Yeah, he's literally just a mustache twirling and chain twirling antagonist. Cyrus kind of goes after him for the first time. Oh, Cyrus like, is ready now. Like Cyrus- gonna, And Chris turns and goes, what did you do, drink thug life energy drink? And I was like, <laughs> all right. Um, but you know, that is a good point. Cyrus is like, th- th- this. they don't make this super clear until the moment happens for obvious reasons. But like, when they talk about revealing the truth, I was expecting that like Chris is going to come out and then maybe Cyrus will come out and prove that he's singing. But no, Roxy goes out and starts singing. Cause that's wait, 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 oh, wait. I'm not there. I just wanted to say, the, as they're going to talk to Roxy, the rap first rap battle is happening between Bling. Oh, yeah, Bling wins the first and rap. And Revelation, but also Revelation's like 40. Like, yeah, he's like a grown man. He's a grown man. He's a grown man. And then also this fucking killed me. I just wanted to make sure we're hitting all the beats of when this movie is literally terrible to women. Um, He sees her and he goes, you look so much better without the makeup. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck I, again, you. yeah, it's not it's not great for the, for the ladies. You know what? It's not about you. Maybe the makeup wasn't for you, Cyrus. Maybe it was for her millions of fans, you dick. Maybe I, she just likes wearing makeup, Cyrus. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I guess she, she probably doesn't because she took it off. So this but, is when you know they me. introduce, now we're at the performance. They introduce her. So they can't get to Roxy before she comes out and starts singing. So they have to do the worst version of this, which is she sings her part and then Chris and and Cyrus are off on the side, and Soul's and manager. And then they just attack her with the truth no, live on stage. Literally, which I, I guess they really didn't have a choice if they needed to do this right now. But like, Soul, I said, I would be really pissed if a guy fucked up my big performance to come clean. Also, his lies. okay, so we didn't hit this super hard on the head. This is, was big stakes for her. He he wrote a duet for the two of them, for Truth, aka Chris, and her, and she starts performing it. It's not the song that he wrote. It's the second. It's this new song. He comes out, and they're just improving most of this, right? Like in the I universe, think the chorus is the same. The chorus is the same, but this is like them the making rap is the, them making up lyrics because it's way too specific to the situation. It's like I'm sorry that I'm here right now with yeah, the fuck telling you the truth. Yeah, basically. And I was like, is this the song he wrote, or are they just my boss Levi said I should do this? And I'm <laughs> yeah, my name is actually Cyrus, like, and my dad is a huge asshole, but now he's here and he just doesn't think you're a slut. Yeah, it's so weird. I, I think it's I think it is in universe meant to be them making it up. She just storms off the stage after they sing a little bit and he's just like, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. That but week. like, okay, we are to believe that the stakes on this performance were huge for her and they just blew it up. Well, they were they were huge for her because if she didn't really sing, the crowd was going to thumbs down glad and she got to really sing. So I think that it was just a stormed off the stage. It wasn't a good moment. It's true. It, no, it, it, like, it, it does taint the whole performance. I don't they, like guys. Because she's supposed to present thing. the trophy. Yeah, no shit. Here's, and that's what I'm getting to. I don't like men stealing moments from women. I don't like when a woman wins an Oscar or someone proposing to her. I don't take that moment away from her. Don't take her performance away. She's supposed to present the trophy. It was a big moment for her. And now you're 
lies have overshadowed that. <laughs> and I didn't like that. But in, to be fair, the movie actually does kind of a decent job of of showing off that there's a weird energy in the room now. Everyone's, everyone's like, ah. everyone's like, like, all right, that was. Those lyrics were really that specific. Was, that was Roxy and Truth whoever or whoever that, whoever that guy was. Like, and uh, but then uh, Bling's got to get his trophy, and so the guy comes. They they run to her dressing room, try to talk to her, and she's like, no, I'm not talking to either and of you. And she won't take the trophy out. She won't take the trophy out, so they just hand it to Truth, being like Cyrus, being like, all right, Brando, do you, you do present it? it? And so he's like, all right, fine. He goes and takes trophy out to Bling. It's so weird, he and did it. Bling just can't let anything go in the world. Why is the greatest of all time? He's like, oh, the bus boy brought me my trophy. You gotta shine, shine that up. up for me. And Cyrus tries to leave a go, and no, he doesn't. Again, he's well, like, no, you're he, the worst rapper in the world. Yeah, no, he literally, and I, and that's what before I was before he even starts rapping. He's like, you suck. Right, but that's why I was like, Cyrus, he won this national. Cause they say it's a national competition. And also, you've never battled him. Pony up, bitch. Yeah, let's we've go. never seen you do this. To be fair, I was like, please battle him. Please battle him. And then they do start battling. They and do it's battle. Great, my favorite part of the movie. It's it's. I mean, it is just category. We we already said. I mean, the the. I funniest said I part laughed out loud when Courtney Vance in the audience like no, nah, like goes in like the no no no, and he's like waving his Wait. hand like all of a sudden he is the real to be alive taping yes. a wild out like he's like he's like soccer like he's like they're they're into take him down. This is where Bling tries to rhyme the words mute and YouTube. Neither of which don't rhyme. No, and I will say, in the beginning, Bling is slaying him. Destroying him. Destroying him. him. He he gets his one verse in after Bling, and I was like, son, that is not good enough. I was enough. like, we're fucked. Yeah, and then he just realized, oh, wait a minute, now I can make fun of him for his- For being for poor. For being poor. It's almost like court, where it's like, he wasn't going to open that door, but then once the other side opens that door, it's now relevant evidence. So yeah, he was something like, like it's that. It's like he wasn't going to go after him for being a cab driver, but then he calls him poor, and he's like, well, now the defense is brought this into court. Yeah. There's nothing it's we like, can I do. I am going to sing to your level good sir if that's and what we're what we're doing also i didn't bling lost me with his like high heels stuff gender is a concept i i literally i literally i didn't like that i literally have my note i think bling is slaying him honestly cyrus's bar wasn't that good and then in parentheses weird transphobia stuff aside <laughs> also the mom they cut to him and goes give side yeah, he literally, like, the parents she's, are she's out for blood hilarious I, and also the, the thing with the cab is not only just the poor thing but like they apparently bling paints himself as someone who's just like got as a guy he's got all the ice on his neck like he's supposed to be like his new shoes like he's really rich and then drives he does a cab throw money so, at him at one point so, which I didn't love so yeah that way yeah but like the idea is that like he's calling him out for his persona all being a facade and to me so, like like it's like a it, that's your rap that's a rap thing number one but also just like he didn't really do that that much I mean he talked about the fact he has a chain that also, says bling on like, or whatever it's like sasha fierce like you have a persona you yeah no it's a, you it, perform. It, it was it, that angle for it didn't work for me i didn't like much. that he like basically shot dizzick scott dizzick shoved money in his mouth but like <laughs> no that was really he just throws a lot of ones at him it's really good yeah cyrus wins with his fire comeback and then he, he gets the trophy he gets the trophy which i don't think you should get no, he did not, not he did not compete in this he competition won one battle i disagree with the excited, referee but then roxy leaves Yes. And then there's a super inserted scene of Chris going up to the limo and being like, Roxy, you got to understand. I was a dick the whole time. Definitely. I did like this though. He was like, this actually made me think he was a good friend. Yeah. He's like, he was, you don't understand. Like I convinced him to do this. He did this for me to be a good friend because I said I liked you. Like he's always liked no, you. The line, which I, I did like, is he goes, because you and me were really vibing. But then I started vibing with every girl in Georgia. In Atlanta. <laughs> or in Atlanta, excuse me. Which then the, the soulless manager goes, yeah. And I was like, did you know he was I, like cheating? I don't know how involved this soul is. Well, she's soulless. It's yeah. all about the money. 
There's also a crazy cut line where they're performing and the manager just, not cut, it's like cut in, I mean. The manager just goes, she was right, we're gonna make millions or something like that. She's watching her sing for real and I was like, okay. Yeah, all right. Also, Chris is in all pastels during this scene. Well, and with the next one, which is they, he gets, she like just rolls up her windows like whatever, fine. She leaves, we cut to church. This Cy- is where the limo drives on grass. Cyrus and his dad and mom are walking to church and Chris shows up in like full pastels being like, I figured I might actually go to church today and like join you guys. Was that a thing that you did used to go to church, church, but don't Maybe now? Maybe it's a different religion. Yeah, I wasn't questioning that you weren't going to church. Like what? what is this weird Everybody's thing? gotta go to church at the end of this And movie. then as they're walking up, yeah, the limo pulls up apparently on grass. Emma will not let that go. Roxy gets out. They reintroduce thing. the thing when they're like, let's because, reintroduce each other. Yeah. Then they go to the church and they do a absolute- Yeah, they hug, they don't kiss. No kiss. But then we get an absolute bop of a, this little item. Yeah, they really, they do that. I'm gonna let it, ch- she's got pipes. Oh yeah, I There is another great mistake where at the end, you know, this is, I love looking for these in big dance numbers because that's when you're gonna find, guys, most of your mistakes, especially on the Disney Channel, is because got a lot of child actors, tons of people. Don't always have Kenny Ortega. And you don't always have Kenny on hand. If there's a tiny mistake, they're like, fuck it. We're not doing it. We're not going again. We're not paying like, for that not, location we're again. Not, and, we're not, and we're not going again. Like, you know how oh, many times oh, they have that, to like, run oh, the yeah. thing and they're like, oh, fuck it. We, we only have this location for another hour. Yeah, it's like, like this, that's as good as it's going to get. We've got the shot. We've got to go. There is a shot where she's singing and she looks dead to camera. Dead, like down the lens. And then you can tell she realizes she shouldn't have done it and goes and like jumps and her head moves <laughs> because she realizes she should not be staring down the lens of the camera. Um, But yeah, that's Let It Shine. I think we really tore nearly every part of this experience down, but I thought it was kind of fun. I actually really enjoyed it. I and did, I know yeah. I, I, I well love acted. the musical. Very well acted. Kids well are super performed. talented. Love the parents. Singing, dancing was all very good. I wish that the songs like had been a little bit more memorable. Yes. Like I feel like they As we all said kind on of top. yeah. Like but I loved all the songs. I never the only one that I was kind of like eh, was the that mo- ballad. The, mo- the most memorable part is the rap battle, which I mean you're not going to remember every part. It's I and I know we're two people who know nothing about raps and rap battles as much as I've been joking, but it is just weirdly satisfying. Like, I loved that part of it. That was the best part of it. For like me. I will admit, I don't think. Brandon Michael Smith plays a great D-bag character because it's just him shouting a bunch like every, sing- every single scene. But like I wanted to see that man taken down 100%. I, I loved it. I, I enjoyed my time with that. My only notes that I would say is like I wish that the parents had had a better, more natural arc because because yeah. it's like why are we getting these heavy hitters in there to not give the dead some better scenes? Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Because like, he's so good. Why are we getting Courtney B. Vance to do a quick turnaround? Let's let him go deep. That's what I'm saying. There's just too many quick turnarounds. Had you given some more time to those as opposed to like three different conversations of her being like, I don't know if I can really sing in front of people. Yeah, the record story like, didn't need. I like, would have liked more with the I dead. don't want this movie to be longer, like I said, but I think had they focused on where, that was my where, only where other things note, should go. I, was like, I would have liked more gravitas with the dad and then also it should have been shorter. Yeah. There was, there's, it, it's way too long for what it is. Yeah, but so what would you rate it, Emma? I would give it a 6.5. I think I'm going to go 7.5 for me. I think it, I think it really it really hit me in some ways that I enjoyed. Um, it was a pleasant surprise. I think you should check it out if you're interested. It's, it's for, especially if you like... Definitely. Uh, especially for the cast alone. If you like musicals, watch it. Yeah. Like, the music is good. Worth a watch. And um, dancing. The dancing's amazing. Yeah, it's like... that. Yeah, it's... Re- Even, I, like, the background of the rap battles are all fucking great. Yeah, no, it, the... Spa- they're for, all 30 inexplicably, but they're great. I think, I think our, the last statement we can make on it is the meat and potatoes of it isn't as rich 
rich as you would want, but the spectacle of the whole thing is what makes it worth and a watch. And I like the concept. I do too. I mean, it's Serenade of Birdman. Yeah, like, I like that a lot. I do. I do have a weird thing, and I, I think it must be from the 2000s, where it's like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna repackage this classic play or story or whatever as a teen drama. Like that's you know, she's the man. Ten things I hate about you. For some reason, I just love that. Dude, no one needs to do that in the world, but the fact that Hollywood keeps trying, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, so what are we going to be watching next month, though? We are watching a movie that I've actually always wanted to watch because I... For, I, the, for the season finale. I like the original movie a lot, and I also really like Sabrina Carpenter. Oh. Um, 2016's Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, okay. Which is a remake of a Elizabeth movie Shue. from the 80s starring Elizabeth Shue. That's all I know about it, that I Elizabeth Shue is in it. I also know the font that they use for the title. It's yes. really good. That's the... The extent of what I know about. And it's directed by Chris Columbus. It was his first movie. And oh, I really? Chris Columbus I like Chris Columbus as well. Cool. We'll check that out. Um, but for now, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? I am at Emma Stone Tyler at Twitter, on Twitter, and TikTok, and Instagram. There you go. Am I okay? But you're fine. I'm at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. Uh, but most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at Comedy Podcast. Give us a follow, become a loyal D-Comrade, and be the loyalist D-Comrade by giving us a good little rate and review on the old iTunes. Five stars. It really helps us out, and we deeply, deeply appreciate it when people do that and say nice things. It's so good. Thank you. You should also check out all the great shows on AudioEntropy.com. You'll find one you love. I guarantee it. I think that's going to do it for us this time, everyone. Thanks for shining with us, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. D-Coms forever. We have a challenge. on Facebook. You have zero friends. This kid's a loser. Yo, he ain't even kissed a girl. You write a love letter. I buy her ice and pearls. So how you like me now? Even Roxanne's in the background saying, wow, Blaine's got style. I'm off the go chain. If you're a rapper, why is Chris your backup dancer like an extra on Soul Train? I see your mommy and your daddy in the front row. They must be embarrassed for you, bro. You're not a real MC. You should quit hip-hop. Now be a good bus boy and go get your mom. Last
backwards out and now they know sport we'll call you if we need a ride to an airport in fact you can drive me off at home after this then you can take a couple bucks back but as a tip you're playing yourself like solitaire telling everyone that's here that you're a millionaire you're not a baller you're phony i bet your whole crew was a bunch of renter homies and now you lie in bed lonely your persona's a facade the only girls you get are in the pages of a catalog Trophy that you don't deserve. I might be a bus boy, but you just got served.